Okay, it looks like it's working. It sounded like it. I forget sometimes that, are you an hour or two behind me? Uh, it is 7 o'clock here. <laughs> I, I forget about that, Linda. I forget oh, yeah. how I am at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, put, I put you through the ringer sometimes thinking that you're on the same t- in the same time frame as me, and you're not. You're, you're two hours younger um, in, your, in, in your day, in your day. Yeah, yeah. Well, and most days I'm up and running and, you know, it's fine. But every once in a while I fall back asleep and then I'm, <laughs> then I'm like, I'm just like, you can just punch at me, but it doesn't land. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me do this real quick because today um, we're going to, not really do the letter. Yeah, you said kinda. something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Right. So let me let me go to. Uh, I'm gonna give you a, a. I'm sending you an email with a bunch of links. Okay. okay. All righty. Because yeah, the links will have all the stuff that I was just looking at, and it's okay. really. This might be one of those things that the subtlety alone. When people get it, what I'm about to say, it's it's so um, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. So let me do this real quick. Let me let me. Okay, so I'm going to give you this link. No, I'll do this first. I'll do this link. What? Let me ask you a question first. If Knowing what you know today, would you ever, ever admit to a birthday? No. Knowing what you know today? No, I can't. In fact, I struggle so often with everybody that wants me to celebrate with them. And I just, uh, it just makes me sick to my stomach and sad. (laughs) Because I'm well, like, I, mean, I can't celebrate another year of your slavery. Well, that's that, but that's the thing is, it shouldn't be that. It, no. I mean, that we should be able to celebrate the day that we arrive outside the womb or or into this, yeah. into this place amongst the rest of us. You know, we should be able to do that without yeah. being punished. Without being punished. Yes, um, I agree. <clears throat> it just. I know, and and it's really sickening to me mm-hmm. that they created a system that we it's it's impossible to see. It's impossible to see the damage is caused by such a innocuous or, or benign, seemingly benign claim. Yeah, seemingly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm sending it to you. I'll send it to me, too, so at least I don't lose what I'm doing. All right, and this is the the topic today um, is basically the answer the answer to to that question or why why the answer is no way would I ever 
actually admit to it ever, based upon what I know today. It's called undue influence. Mm. Undue influence. And when you, when you see um, the damage or, or what, it, what it means to be unduly influenced and what, what, it, what it actually means legally, and you'll, you'll see that this infancy or decedent estate or whatever that, or that's, that, that arises from the Gregorian calendar birth, the mm-hmm. certificated birth of a Gregorian calendar character that forever remains in its infancy or it is a decedent estate that, that falls to probate or what have you. Mm-hmm. You realize how damaging this, this thing is? Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous Absolutely. is what it is. It's dangerous mm-hmm. to even have it um, anywhere near you because I mean, you can get killed, you can get beaten to death in the streets, you, you, you can be thrown in prison for the, for the rest of your life because of a fucking birthday. Yep. No other reason. Yep, that's right. Because that character, that birth certificated character becomes party to or part of a community that you don't even know you're involved in. I, I'm not even so certain that um, it's, not a, it's not a private member association. I'm not sure that it isn't. I'm not sure Christianity is not a private member association. Um, I have to agree with you. <clears throat> Because it's it's a way of controlling and and also protecting to yourself at the same time. Well, think about how hard it is. Comes, yeah, I mean, everybody comes into your your PMA, then they got to follow the rules. Whether they know they're there or not, you know? Whether they know they're there or not. They don't even know what a birthday represents. They don't even know that it was created by Pope Gregory in 1582. They don't know that it's a character within a time frame or within a narrative that is not your life story. It's their story. It's his story, third-party, third-person history. Yeah. And it's history. It's not the present. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, a record of history. Um, so if you're adhering to history, you're never here in the present. Right. You sacrifice. You sacrifice your present. But yeah. undue influence, <clears throat> um, I think we, we should start. God, where should we start? Well, the, I sent you the links that we'll use today. I'm going to probably, maybe I'll just go in the order that I, I, I put them up because they're, okay. they're kind of lightweight and they get heavy because realistically the Black's Law Edition is what we're going to really hammer. But okay. undue, 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 undue influence. Um, let me start right here. Undue. I didn't send you the, the definition of undue, but let me, let me, let's go do it. Undo at Webster's. It's weird. When I look at undo, it's funny. Um, yeah. We're undoing I, I th- they did. Well, no, I see, I see UN. Uh-huh. Like United Nations do. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but, but that's, a, that's a leap, but, it, it, you know, 
Undo, well, undo is horrible. Undo, uh, all by itself, undo influence, and, and we'll do both of the words separately, but, but look at this. Well, this is the answer right here. I, we, I talked about this in a, um, maybe even in the last call. Undo influence. Tell me when you're at Webster's Undo. Uh, oh, I'm at, I'm at Webster's Undo. Okay, what does it say, number one? Not due. Not yet payable. And number two? Exceeding or violating pri- pri- propriety. Right. Propriety or fitness. Sorry, that word didn't make sense to me. Exceeding or violating <laughs> propriety or fitness. Excessive. Did you have any coffee yet this morning? <laughs> no, I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> Exceeding or violating propriety or fitness. Excessive. Baby umbilical excessive. cord extraembryonic. Baby umbilical cord extraembryonic material. Yes. Noted. No. All excess. yours. It, it's it's all mm-hmm. yours. Personal and private. Personal and private biology. What about the maternal part of the placenta? That could be seen as, oh, that's extra as the placenta. It's, ex, it's extra, extra. Read all about it. Yeah, it's exceeding. It's excessive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's undue. It's not do you ever. It's not do you yeah. You might have a right of way it. over it, but it's not yours to claim. Right. So it's undue. So the maternal mm-hmm. part of the placenta is already excessive, and if it's excessive, it's undue. Now think about the birth certificated fetal maternal organ. Now the birth certificate evidences the mom side of the equation. It, it, it evidences part of mom. Is that not undue? Yeah. So if you claim, if you're living or subjected to a birth certificated character, that's undue influence, meaning you're Mm -hmm. subjected to it, it's you're influenced by it. We're going to go to influence in a second. What I'm trying to get at, this is so easy. Undue influence is so nasty. I mean, even in the courts, you bring up undue influence and everybody shudders. Wow. But here's the thing is nobody knows what it is. What happens if I point out that the birth certificated character has a piece of mom which is excessive to my own, my own kingdom? It's excessive to my own godly estate. It's excessive. It exceeds what I'm expecting, which is only me. Right. That's undue. Now it's undue. And, and does it influence me? Yes. Every cop that has a gun in your face is waiting for you to admit, to admit to the birth certificated character, Linda, Yep. If that's not influence, yep. you've got a gun in your face. You've got courts telling you you're going to go to jail, you're going to prison, all based upon this birth certificated character. If that's not influential, I don't, I don't know what is. Exactly. This is a nightmare to me. <laughs> but I don't think anybody's ever actually um, figured out what it is that's undue. And I'm telling you right now, it's the maternal part of the placenta. It's that... It's that adulteration. It's that thing that makes you unpure. It's the thing that makes you no longer innocent. Yeah. 
and it's undue. And all you have to do is admit to it. And once you admit to it, it becomes highly influential in your life. So let's go to influence. But I can't get past exceeding or violating propriety or fitness. It's excessive. Hell, I'm going to click on excessive. Here it is. Exceeding what is usual, proper, necessary, or normal. That's not part of my biology. It exceeds my biology. Yeah. But if I claim the birth certificate, if I claim the birth certificate of care, hell, if I celebrate a birthday, I'm celebrating the placenta. And the placenta is a fetal maternal organ, and that organ evidences that excessive nature. Yeah. And it's undue. And then, of course, it becomes influential on many accounts. And I'll explain how nasty this damn undue influence is because it's everything linda okay so i'm going to go to influence now at webster's okay influence yeah this is unbelievable influence um the power capacity of causing an effect. Look at that. It's right there. Baggage and effects. 22 U.S.C. 288B says, when a baby arrives in connection with his baggage and effects. Uh-huh. Again, that's equity. But what happens when it's cut off of you? Mm. Now you claim it. <laughs> if it's already attached, it's, it is what it is. But what happens when you claim this, this fetal maternal position? Now it's, it, it has a, a bad effect or detrimental effect. Um, but the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways, indirect or intangible, is collateral, direct or indirect? Indirect. It's indirect. So if the Mm -hmm. fetal maternal organ evidences mom's biology is collateral to yours, or yours is collateral to hers, that's indirect, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, and then intangible, non-substantial, non-substantial, no substance. Yes. Hell, don't they even say in the legal name that the middle name initial or initial, whether it's there or not there or mistaken, is what? What do they call it? Immaterial. Immaterial. It's intangible. Yes. <laughs> so the legal name evidences this undue influence and it's in an intangible way. And in an indirect way, yeah. And indirectly because your biology is collateral within that organ. Yep. So you're, you become collateral damage. You do. Your biology, your body, your, your, your presence becomes collateral damage through this, in, uh, this undue influence. You become collateral. It's, it becomes collateral damage to your own life. Wow. Your life becomes collateral damage to the unflu- uh, undue influence, your entire yes. life. Because yes. it, it remains mm-hmm. at, at the, infant, the infancy level or the decedent estate level. I mean, you never, are un- you never control yourself anymore because the influence of the birth certificated character is so great. You can't even get mm-hmm. a job, Linda. You can't do anything without, this, without being influenced. Believe me, I know. 
know you do. I feel okay, it number, completely. Number, number two says, the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. Look at that. All you have to do is claim a Long birthday, and, and, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Wow. Corrupt, corrupt interference with authority for personal gain. Most people will never see what I just read. They won't see it the way I see it. Corrupt interference with authority for personal gain. What do you think you see there? I see corrupt interference with my own sovereign, my own whole authority for someone else's personal gain. I love you, lady. That's exactly what this is. Undue influence or influence says a corrupt interference with authority. Whose authority? Mine. Mm-hmm. My authority. Mm-hmm. They're subverting my authority through, through yep. this, this machine part, this birth certificated character. My authority is subverted. Yep. My authority. Corrupt interference. Interference. That sounds like uh, uh, um, an impediment, something, an obstacle. Yep. I think the courts might call that, uh, um, what do they call it, when you, when, when you get in the way. Uh, obstruction? Obstruction. obstruction. It, it's an obstruction of justice. What justice is that? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's your unbroken, faultless line between you and creation. This is an obstruction. Mm-hmm. of justice yeah. justice being the truth and, and everything else but so again by claiming a birth certificated character it's it's all of this and it's your authority that's being sub, subverted yeah. um one that exerts influence uh an emanation of spiritual or moral force moral force moral force christianity mm-hmm that, that Gregorian calendar, civil rights character, is exerting morality on you. Yep. Somebody else's association, somebody else's, they're using your member, your, your dismemberment, they're using that cutoff piece of you to evidence a membership within some other association. And then they're saying that they have the spiritual or the moral force, um, spirit, I mean, I'm sorry, moral force, not spiritual, because you have the spiritual force. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have the breath. Yep. But they're saying they have a, a moral <clears throat> force over you because this is, this is the Christian Jesus position. Of course, that Jesus is your own biology. It's your, it's your amnion. It's your your. Mm-hmm biological kingdom itself, which is why uh, I and my father are one, or or they say Jesus is God. Well, that's because it's all your biology. Um, Mm -hmm. 5A says, an ethereal fluid held to flow. An ethereal fluid held to flow from the stars and to affect the actions of humans. B says, an emanation of occult power held to derive from stars. Does not the birth certificated record evidence astrology? Huh? Yeah. 
Isn't I mean I, I joke about Curtis Richard Kallenbach being a triple Virgo. Is that not astrology? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So they're using the the character born to the stars. Mm-hmm. A hid the hidden power of your belief behind that character. Yep. All you're doing is you're putting your energy and your belief and your mind, your self-government, into that character, giving somebody else occult power, hidden power over you. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. And then finally, uh, uh, influence, um, verb says, to affect or alter by indirect or intangible means to affect or alter by indirect or intangible means. And that's, of course, by claiming a birthday, um, your, your direction, your, your uh, uh, course. Yeah. Your Alters, life course is being, yeah, you, you've, you've altered your course. You've gone from a, 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 a substantial life-breathing reality to a fictitious realm. Completely intangible. It's all in your head. Mm-hmm. And then it says to have an effect on the condition or development of. I'm saying that when you claim an infancy that, that undermines your existence forever, that is a, a, an arrested development. Yeah, absolutely. To have an effect on the condition or development of. Again, the birthday character, the birth certificated infancy, the birth certificated placenta, the birthday cake itself never develops any further than its primordial mass. It remains the same. Arrested development. You're under arrest. (laughs) So undo influence separately. Now let's go to undo influence at Webster's. Uh, that's probably the last link I sent you, but we'll, once we get through these, we'll go through the other stuff. Okay, got it. Yeah. Undo influence. Yeah, it is. It's, the last, it's next to the last one, actually. Undo influence. So look at this. Improper influence that deprives a person of freedom of choice, or substitutes another's choice or desire for the person's own. Subrogation. Substitution. Now think about that. Freedom of choice, it deprives a person freedom of choice. Do you have a choice? When, when you're going to get a job to, to use or not use a birthday? No. No. And, and what about all the IRS um, forms and everything that force you to use a birthday? Do you have a choice to use one or not use one? don't have a choice. How about a bank account? Do you have a choice no. to use a birthday or not? No. No. The entire fictitious system requires, it is based upon undue influence. The entire thing. Now, that's the reason I'm bringing all this up and the subtleties of it is because, to me, um, there's a word that will pop up in here, and it is necessity. 
and 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 again, the law of necessity would would force you to use uh, this, this character, this birth certificated character. It would force you by necessity. Um, I mean, if you if you have to go buy groceries using a Federal Reserve note that's ba- that's built upon undue influence, you don't have a choice. Your energy is your private property, but they've attached your energy to a character that is unduly influencing you. Yes, that is. Um. Oh, where was it? It was under influence. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so it says improper influence. Let's go to improper real quick. Improper. Yeah, okay. Improper. No, go ahead. No, I was just going back to the that it's the capacity. They're affecting me again. And uh, if if I go to get a job, I am under the influence of in order to get into commerce, I have to use their key, which is the birthday, which then puts undue influence on me. And my life no, is no longer my own. It's no longer, you don't even have a choice. Don't kid yourself, no there, is no, there is no choice. People are now stuck using a birth yep. certificated character to do anything and everything um, I believe that the PMA, the, the Society of the Sojourner PMA, that only uses, that will only use a biometric claim upon your life from the beginning. In other words, the uh, A memoir that in your own handwriting, which is a hand moved, first hand I should say, moved by your own breath, your own spirit, your own self-governance, by you writing a memoir, it's evidencing your will to participate in life from fertilization. And then when you put your thumbprint on it, that thumbprint then carries you back. That's your genetic signature. The thumbprint's a genetic signature that carries you all the way back to your genetic origin, which is the zygote. So again, the Society of the Sojourner PMA is basically natural law, um, which supersedes uh, all the nonsense and fictions of man, again, fictio cita veritati, fictions yield to uh, truth. And then also, what's that other natural, that law maxim? Let me go to the law maxim book real quick under natural. Um, natural, this is a biggie, it's just fun, but uh, there it is. Here it is. Um, the force of nature is greatest. N- nature via maxima. The force of nature is greatest. So again, natural law it, it wins over all the non- nonsense and made up bullshit, including birthdays that man has created. So again, the the, the PMA as it is, is as it's going to be, is just somebody evidencing the their entire biological kingdom from the beginning, i.e. zygote, that that beginning, that the piece that has presumably been dismembered or cut off of you now is in your own mind. You're evidencing the, 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 the memory, even though you don't have one, you're evidencing the knowledge 
of your true origin, you're also evidencing the member that was cut off of you or dismembered. By you acknowledging that member, you're now retaining the ability to govern that member. So now you're whole, W-H-O-L-E, and now you're self-governing over your entire kingdom. And so the presumption of this other member, this other thing out there connected to mom under its influence, undue influence, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea of the society, the sojourner, is to identify all the way back genetically to your to your godly or genetic origin, which is the zygote. And the only way I know to do that is through a genetic signature, which is, to me, a thumbprint. It could be a fingerprint, yeah. but I just use a thumbprint. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. under my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, historically, in in um, yeah, historically, the thumb is more authority than the fingerprint. Yeah. I mean, you can you can point with your index finger, but you're under my thumb. Um, all right, improper, <laughs> improper, okay, improper, improper. not proper. Hear. Not not proper such as, not in accord with propriety, modesty, good manners, or good taste. Here it is. Not suited to the circumstances, design, or end. Look wow. at that. So I- improper. Let's, let's talk about the end for a minute. The particular end that's created upon the cutting of the umbilical cord. Look what happens. So here, here's me, baby, with my belly button attached uh, to an umbilical cord. The umbilical cord, the other end of the umbilical cord is attached to my extra embryonic biology, the, the membranes. That's my entire godly estate. Baby umbilical and extra embryonic materials is my godly estate. That's, and it only has my DNA, my 46 chromosomes. Kurt, you're sounding really selfish about this. I am being selfish right now. I'm trying to explain the limits of my kingdom over which I am the Lord and Master. There is no other. Right. That's the limits. I've just defined my kingdom. Now look what it says here. Improper, not suited to the circumstances, design, or end. Well, when they clamp and cut the cord, look what they do to me. So my brain, my mind right now, I'm I'm using brain and mind interchangeably. I don't know. The mind is out there. Let's call the mind heaven. But uh, and it's it's this ethereal place where you and I are meeting right now because we're not meeting in my brain. We're meeting out there. So um, otherwise, that would be yeah yeah that would be a voice in my head. Um, (laughs) But it says end, not suited to the circumstances, design, or end. Right now. I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm the end of the line. This is the end. This present moment is the end. Mm-hmm. It, keeps, it yeah. keeps being extended. I keep extending mm-hmm. this end through my breath, by my inhalation. Mm-hmm. Whenever I breathe in, whenever I inspire, I move this end along with the present. Yep. So this end keeps extending which is the present. I'm extending the present from this end. The umbilical cord used to be attached to me, and it used to be attached to the rest, residue, and remainder of my godly kingdom, which is the extra embryonic membranes. Mm 
Well, if I would have remained whole at my arrival, then this end, me, which was the baby and now is the mature man, would have all been considered one present moment. And, and all of my estate would have been moving along in the present. But when they clamp and cut the cord, I, the baby, keep moving. And my consciousness, my brain, moves with the baby mm-hmm. and matures with the baby. What about the, the fetal biology that they cut off of me? Well, that material has been seg- segregated, separated from this, my government. Mm-hmm. Also, the umbilical cord becomes a terminal end for that material. That material no longer has my breath, my spirit. Of course, I could say it doesn't have my spirit if I forget about it, too. Think about that. Even if I just, I, 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 speak, of, I, I speak of spirit as breath, but it can also be the, the spirit in the spirit of, meaning that mm-hmm. I have yet, I have not forgotten it or I have forgotten it. Mm-hmm. It's not in my mind. It's not, I, I, yeah. In other words, the spirit that drives me is no longer the spirit that drives it because I have forgotten it. I have abandoned it, presumably. What I'm getting at is that end. That end has been cut off of me. And that end, has, it has its own ending. It's a terminal end. It dies. Yeah. And it dies without a government. It dies without a will. It dies intestate. So improper says not suited to the circumstances, designer end. Did I? I'm sitting here breathing, talking. Did I come to that end? No. Did you come to? The, no. Uh-uh. I, 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 I'm not dead. I didn't come to that end. There's no terminal end for me yet. But there is a terminal end for the fetal biology after they cut it off of me. Now that material doesn't have my government. It falls behind, presumably abandoned, and it now gets picked up and subjected to another government. A diff- because it's end. You know, they're, one man's trash is another man's treasure. They, took, they picked up that lead and turned it into gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's improper because it doesn't evidence the entirety of the estate. Um, that is a fault. The cut is a fault, but it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Somebody else cut me apart. Somebody else separated my kingdom. Somebody else did that. Unless, of course, I admit to the birthday. Right. If I admit to the birthday, then I am agreeing with, that, with, with the outcome. I can't call it undue influence if I'm willfully participating. No. Then you okay. become... And then, You become improper. Improper, out of order, not in accordance with fact, truth, or right procedure. D, not in in accord with fact, truth, or right procedure. I'm I'm incorrect now. mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I, I get arrested and taken to the court the administrative court to be corrected to be corrected put, be put back. Mm-hmm. um I, when I use and the of word. course and of course in my letter 
uh, it says, let me see, where is it? Nunk pro tunk. Now yeah. for then, used in reference to a judicial or procedural act that corrects an omission in the record. So again, when I omit either the baby or the fetal biology, when I omit that, the courts are, are putting me back together because of that omission. But if I'm very clear about my property, my kingdom from fertilization and last breath, and I'm only admitting to my, bio, my 46 chromosomes, now they cannot exceed my claim. They cannot exceed. They can't add something that's harmful to me. They can't add it. So what I'm doing with the A memoir is identifying only my biology so I eliminate the possibility of either the deficiency of the cut or the, the, ex, the exceeding amount of the maternal biology attached to the placenta. I'm doing both with a memoir. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm eliminating the possibility of a mistake. Right. And then I'm in right. accord so, with, with and that I'm, and, <laughs> and right procedure. <laughs> and right procedure. Yep. So undue influence Wait till you wait till you see the rest of this. I'm going to go. Let's go to the Investopedia um, link because this is a nice, clean. Um, I like Investopedia a lot because they're talking about it from a sort of a business standpoint, mm -hmm. and and so it's it's a cleaner. You know, it's like no fingers are being pointed. It's clean to me. Investopedia says, what is undue influence? This is at Investopedia. It says, undue influence occurs when an individual is able to persuade another's decisions due to the relationship between the two parties. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's it right there? Wow. Uh-huh. Okay, so if I'm... If my biology from fertilization to last breath is identified, are there two parties? Uh-uh. No. I've already eliminated it. Yeah. yeah. Undue influence is an impossibility when I know my godly estate all the way back to zygote. But what happens when they clamp and cut the cord and then the cord and my fetal biology evidences me, but the, the maternal part, the accretion of mom's biology, the uterine wall that comes with the placenta, that, that evidence is two parties, doesn't it? Yeah. It also is a tertium quid. Yeah. Um, now, what's really weird about the placenta, I never really say it this way, but the placenta and me almost evidence three parties. baby and then the fetal biology that was cut off of me it mm -hmm. has my dna but it's still considered fetal yeah That's i'm true. the baby outside the womb remember the term fetus changes to baby outside the womb but what about once baby comes out but they 
they clamp and cut the umbilical cord, leaving behind fetal biology. Now there's fetal mm-hmm. biology and a baby having yeah. my DNA. Now that's like having a twin, uh, a defective twin, uh, 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 a monster twin that that uh, requires some form of care after birth. Right. I don't require any care other than you know what's necessary in nature, but that biology requires special care to keep it alive. Yeah. In 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 essence, whether it's on the record or whatever. Um, so that, now you have my biology separate from me, and, and they're going to make it seem like I have this deformed twin. Yeah, yeah. And then there's mom's biology, which is attached to the deformed twin. Of course, mom's biology is considered a uterine sister because of the term born alive. So now you have me, the baby that comes out, and then you have a deformed twin brother with my biology, I'm going to call it Rain Man. <laughs> and then you have the maternal part of the placenta, which is a uterine sister by law, or by the legal system. So now there's three of us legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. When in nature, there's just me. Right. <laughs> I can't, it's hard for me not to look at that, uh, that, that other material as undue influence. I mean, they created an alternate universe that, that I buy into or I believe, and it destroys me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not only does it, what's funny though is that that material, I'm still living, I'm still breathing, I'm still in the present moment, but that material gets frozen in time on a, on a record, on a Gregorian calendar. Let's say it got frozen in time, um, September 19th, 1960, at 3.50 a.m., let's say. Well, it, mm-hmm. it's remote. It's remote to me in the present. It's remote from me in the present. Remote but it's obvious... It's a, yeah, so, so the undue influence is a re- form of remote control, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, they're able to influence me in the present, the living, breathing, godly, the spiritual man. They're able to, to control me through the undue influence <clears throat> of the birth certificated character. But I've got to make something really clear about this. Because we've already talked about a part of this, but I've, I, I have yet to expose why undo is so amazing. I'm going to go to my letter real quick. Mm-hmm. Because, because of the idea of due process, Linda, I'm going to read paragraph two again, just so you can see where undo comes in. And, and you're going to see it. You have the eyes. But when you hear the paragraph, you're going to go, holy shit. Okay, here's the paragraph. It says, my organized entirety begins as a pellucid membrane enveloped single-celled zygote floating down mom's waters towards a uterine wall landing site, implantation conception, with nature's continuous and contiguous ways and means extending the umbilical cord and navel, proving evolutionary due process beyond a reasonable doubt as to one's whole mind-body-spirit presence, spanning a singular and faultless alpha-to-omega state, nunk-pro-tunk. That's the truth. 
proving evolutionary due process. Mm -hmm. My umbilical cord and navel prove that I have already received everything. Yeah. Evolutionary, I'm just evolving. I'm just, it's my, I have the same DNA as that fetal property, that fetal biology, but evolutionary process proves, A, that I'm part of the whole, the entirety, but B, I'm, I'm evolving. I've, I have already received everything. I'm right here. Yeah. Everything I was supposed to get, I actually got through nature. But when they clamp and cut the cord, they say that something isn't delivered, so it's still due. What happens if I'm already past it? It's irrelevant. Well, if remember, know, if, if I'm already truth. past it, if I'm already past it, Linda, is it due? No. Because I already got it. I'm still yeah. using it. I'm yeah. evidencing it. Yeah. So think about re- un, undue influence. Am I still waiting to get something? No. If I'm still waiting to get something, it implies I have yet to get it. Right. But there's nothing to get. So here's the problem. If something influences me today, 64 years later, and I'm not expecting it, it's undue. Mm -hmm. It's it's really hard for people to see this. If I already have it, if I already have everything I need from nature, from mom, well, that's part of nature. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting anything 64 years later, which means that if something comes to me, it's undue. If it's influencing me and I don't expect it to, I'm not expecting to be influenced by my own infancy. Right. I'm not expecting to be influenced by my mom, my mom's uterine wall. I'm not expecting that. But if it does influence me, it's undue. If it, if it has the capacity to influence me, it's undue. Yeah. It's undue influence. I'm not expecting it. I already have everything. So when they mm-hmm. force their birth certificated decedent estate or their birth certificated infancy on me, it's undue. Yeah. Definitely. I already, I already have everything I need. Yeah. I got it all from nature. <laughs> the laws of nature and nature's God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm proper, not waiting. Right. It's proper. It's in accordance with fact, truth, and right procedure. When I know my truth. When I know the truth. From fertilization, last breath, all last present breath. and and, and accounted I, for. Oh. N- nothing nothing do. <laughs> so if something gets forced upon me that is not due, it is undue influence. Yes, absolutely. That, you got it. It's just it's beautiful what they've done. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm blown away by the brilliance. Of, of these bastards. It is true. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, 
again, I, I keep going back to when I look around and see the other day, the other day I was, I was going home from Debbie's shop mm-hmm. and I was at the top of the hill turning left at, an, at a busy street, busy street in Rockford, pretty much. And in front of me was a carload of young people. And I'm in my, my truck looking down. I'm condescending upon these young people. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking down on them because I'm taller in the truck. But right. realistically, I am condescending. So I was condescending upon these young people. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm half joking because when I was their age, I was probably just as stupid as they are. Yeah. No, I no, I got to take that back because what I'm about to say evidences I was not. Yeah. So I'm watching these people. There's a, it's a little car with four people in it, two in the front, two in the back. And I see the window in the back go down, roll down. And out comes a McDonald's bag into the street. Oh, wow. And I'm watching this. And I'm thinking, right there. The busiest intersection almost in the entire city. And these pigs just threw their shit out the window. Wow. The girl looks in her rearview mirror and sees me looking down on her. And then I see them kind of flurrying around in there. The, the back door opens <laughs> and the kid picks up the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I saw wow. her look at me. I saw her look at me in the rear view. And then, uh-huh. I, then the back door opens up and the kid picked up the bag. Wow. What is that? There's an old saying and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw it up. But it's, it's something along the lines of integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Exactly. <laughs> Doing the right thing when nobody's looking. I would never throw a bag out the window in the middle of the country where nobody can see me. No, no. And integrity is everything to me. Picking up other people. (laughs) Well, I I get you. I think that that of all the things we should be doing is we shouldn't be shitting or pissing in our own well. Exactly. Mother Earth, Mother Earth. Um, and that includes everything. That includes everything that, that is unnatural. Everything we're doing mm-hmm. to kill off the earth. And I say we, I'm including me because I've done nothing to stop it. Yep. I'm okay. only including me because I've done nothing to stop it. I have not tried to stop chemtrails. I have not tried to stop flor- fluoridated you know, city water. I have not tried to stop <laughs> GMO foods. I've not tried to stop anything. Right. Now, to be fair, I haven't tried to stop it because if you're – considered a decedent a state you don't have a voice anyway so why waste your breath um i think the only the only way we can stop anything linda is is to be living and only the living has a voice and and i think the pma is that voice i think the pma pma will become that voice because by identifying your life from the beginning genetically with a genetic signature you you have a voice and now you're able to stop the things that actually harm you, that are actual trespass upon your, your biology. You can't do it from a decedent to state position. One last thing about this. I, I know I go off on these weird tangents, but people don't realize that the Bill of Rights from the Constitution do not apply to decedent to states. Dead bodies Correct. don't have a right to carry firearms. Yep, 
I, I the just Second said Amendment that doesn't apply up. to dead bodies. The Second Amendment yep. doesn't apply to dead bodies. Yep. I just I just said that recently to somebody else who was talking about something, and I said, but you don't have any rights. They can do the, the decedent to state, the decedent to state With doesn't you. have any rights. Right, but as long as you claim a birthday, you have undue influence over you. <laughs> you have the infancy, decedent to state, influencing you now, and you have no rights, yeah. no rights, no claims. The Bill of Rights can't protect you because the Bill of Rights doesn't protect dead bodies or ghosts. Right. And I just, I have to say this, that I'm sorry, but you cannot include yourself because in order to have a voice, one must be whole to even be able to change anything. So you actually have been on a journey to become, to understand wholeness from fertilization to last breath, all present and accounted for in order to be able to have a voice and say something about all those things you mentioned, chemtrails, fluoride, chemical farming, I mean, all of that. I know that, and you know that, but most well, people I don't realize, to... thank you, yeah. I, and you have no idea what that means to me. Most people don't know, Linda, that all their flailing around protesting, protestants, all of their protesting doesn't make amount to anything because they have no voice. There are, the representations in the Congress of that corporate government, they're just mm-hmm. reaping profits. They don't care about life. They care about money in their bank accounts or, or power. They don't care about life at all. It's, evident, it, it's evidenced everywhere you look. But the living man that requires nature, You've got to get to that status. You've got to get to that, that, that position first. And, and pretending you're correcting your status doesn't do that. That's a, I mean, you're a moron to think you're correcting the status. Either you're living or you're not, Linda. Either you're living or you're not. And you can't correct the status. Either. You, you don't come back from the dead. You've always been living, so you need to establish the fact that you've always been living. You don't come back from the dead. <laughs> That's a status correction. Well, I used to be dead, but now I'm living. I just evidenced with this piece of paper. Status correction. Morons. Um, that's condescension. <laughs> I definitely am condescending to all the patriot movements and all those idiots that believe in 14th Amendment. In fact, the 14th Amendment due process is funny because that's... 14th Amendment due process, that franchise is undue influence. Yes. No, I mean, that's because you're still waiting to be delivered something when, it's, when you already have it. You're yeah, still waiting on the delivery. Yeah, I know they cut it off of you. Yeah, I know they're probably delivering it through the UPU or the USPS or the Postal Service. I know that they're delivering the rest residue and remainder of your estate through the post. I know that, but not really. Because you already but that's have it. All in, yeah, and that's all in a story of fiction. It's all historical. It's all the historical mm-hmm. record, the record, when in fact you're already here, you've always been here, and you've always been in control of your own stuff. You just diverted it or, or you believed in this, this birth certificated character that 
has now, you've adopted it, in fact, over your own life, over your own presence. Yeah. So I looked up in the spirit of the law earlier, and I was going right. to let it slide, but, but I think we should go there. Um, I'm at U.S. Legal. Um, uh, in the spirit of the law? Yeah, spirit of the law. Yeah, I said in the spirit of the law, but it's actually spirit of the law. Law and okay, legal. Okay, hang, hang, hang on. Let me go there. I came upstairs while I was ranting to get some more coffee. <laughs> don't you? Don't you? Isn't this? Isn't this amazing? Isn't isn't um, undue influence the most? Wait until you see Black's Law. Wait till we go there. But this is blowing me away. By the way, let me let me. I am going to say this. Okay. No. 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 Slow down, Kurt. Slow down. Um, go ahead, Linda. Where, 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 where are we at? Tell me where. Tell me where I should go. Uh, Tell me where to go. <laughs> go, go to uh, Spirit of the Law, Law and Legal Definition, U.S. Legal, Inc. So I put in, in the spirit of, and legal definition is what I put in. And I came up with Spirit of the Law, U.S. Legal, Inc. Okay, I think I got it. Spirit of the law and legal. Uh, law and legal definition. Yeah, that's it. I got it. Okay. So it says, the spirit of the law refers to ideas that the creators of a particular law wanted to have effect. It is the intent and purpose of the lawmaker or framer of the Constitution as determined by a consideration of the whole context thereof. The spirit of the law is determined form the spirit of law is determined. It's a mistake. That's a mistake. Okay. From from Oh, from the letters and the circumstances surrounding its enactment. Right there is talking about undue influence. Of a spirit of the law, law is, well, there's a, there's a lot in here. Number yeah. right off the bat, you picked it out. Particular law. They're not talking about the whole man now. They're talking about a piece, a piece of the man. Remember, the devil's in the details. Spirit mm-hmm. of the law refers to ideas that the creators. That's plural. Creators. That's not mm-hmm. one creation. That's creators of a particular law wanted to have effect. Particular. Mm-hmm. Separated from the whole, and right our there. effects mm-hmm. to have effects. So the particular and the effect. Remember, baggage and effects. Your mm-hmm. biology is the baggage, the effect. But remember, a piece of mom is attached to your baggage. Yep. And so it has an effect it's it it has effect i'm not saying it's always detrimental because if it becomes equity it's a positive thing but if mm-hmm. it is forgotten and you're not able to find a way to get to your deficient fetal biology without attaching the the excessive maternal um that's the problem is think about how weird how easy this is if you're whole linda Baby umbilical extra embryonic coming out of the womb, and you're and you're actually delivered. 
by definition, medic, medical definition of delivery is the fetus and its membranes. If you were considered delivered, there, you'd not be waiting. There would be nothing more to import, nothing more. Mm-hmm. You're whole from the beginning. That's right. But when they clamp and cut the cord and, and create a, a legal title for the left-behind material, now, now you claim that material. And what do you get? You get a fetal maternal placenta. Now you're claiming something that doesn't belong to you, and it's, it's excessive, and excessive is undue. So now you're claiming the very thing that's not due you. You might have a right-of-way over it, but it, it's not due you. I'm, I, right now I have my 46 chromosomes just like I had them at the zygote. Mm-hmm. At no point mm-hmm. is mom's biology my property. No. It's undue. And at no point and at no point did you have more than forty six chromosomes. It's impossible. Ever. It's a biological impossibility. Okay, wanna here's a fun thing. This is a fun fact then. I mean in all the movies, everything we grew up with, the middle name, the idea of the middle name or or when mom was mad, yeah, when dad was mad he did this, but when mom was mad he called you by she called you by your middle name. Look at that. The undue influence of the middle name or initial is from mom. Uh, yes. And look at the Curtis R period. The R period evidences at least the knowledge, the organizational knowledge, but the period itself is, 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 is excessive. Yeah. But it could be a dowry if you, if you know it all. Mm-hmm. But when you claim the birthday, you're, giving, you're, you're making possible either a deficiency or a surplus. That's what the birthday does to you. When you claim a birth certificated character, the, that character is fetal property that evidences your deficiency, or it's maternal property, which evidences an ex, a, 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 a surplus. Too much. Excessive. But what happens when you're whole from this moment all the way back and you, and you know the limits of your biology, you cannot be deficient and you cannot be excessive. No. But that's knowledge. That's why these yeah. phone calls are so important to me. Spirit of the law is incredible. What you just brought up here says the spirit of the law refers to ideas, <clears throat> not biology, <clears throat> not the truth. Nope refers to ideas that the creators, plural, of a particular, a detail, law wanted to have effect. It is the intent and purpose of the lawmaker or framer of the Constitution as determined by the consideration of the whole. The consideration of the whole. What consideration? A piece of you, a piece of your estate considered as part of some other whole? I mean, do you realize yeah. if you cut a piece of me off and add it to the public, I'm deficient. Yes. You cut a piece of me off and put it into the public, and of course now it's part of the whole public. The public's fine. The public pool. <clears throat> but I'm deficient. Yeah. Well, so now it, it I, have to, I, have to go, I have to go towards yeah. the public to be made whole. Yeah. Well, and it says the creators of a particular law wanted – to have, it doesn't say an effect, it says effect. They want the effect. 
they want <laughs> our effects. <laughs> By separating us, creating a particular. Yeah. A part. A parcel. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, well, and that right there, particular law. And what's funny is we haven't said it very lately, I should say, but when you go to Brown uh, v. Maryland, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it again real quick, that back in um, – I'm going to go to Wikipedia. Back in 1827, the Supreme Court already ruled on this. It says, Chief Justice John Marshall delivered the opinion of the court ruling that Maryland statute statute violated the import, export, and commerce clauses as federal law, small f federal law with supreme man's covenant with God, which is direct and uncut, unbroken. It's, it's, there is no flaw. There is no fault. Federal is man's covenant with God. Baby umbilical and extra embryonic evidence that federal law. It says he alleged, and you're talking about Chief Justice John Marshall, he alleged that the power of a state to tax goods did not apply if they remained in their original package. There it is right there. The whole baby umbilical and extra embryonic and its effects. The owner, in connection with his baggage and effects, is the original package. There it is. And so, this is so 1920, no, 1827. No. Yeah. So there's no, there's no idea. You can't include a particular law to have to take over. There's no effect to get a hold of. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no effect to get a hold of. If I'm whole from fertilization, there's no there's no baggage in effects because I'm whole. There's no it particular. There's yeah. no particular. There's no yeah. And if there's no particular, and of course the particular is generated upon the cut, with your yeah. knowledge, the knowledge you have today, there is no particular because all present and accounted for, and accounted for, and accounted for. It's the accounting. It's the account. Yeah. When you account for the missing piece, when you account for the time in the womb, there is no particular. Yeah. There's no statute. They don't create a spaceholder statute for the missing time in the womb because you've already accounted for it. Yeah. That's the account that everybody talks about. The the Kurt, the treasury account. We're after the treasury account. Don't include me and we. I'm not after no treasury account. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get something for no thing. <laughs> Look at, else it, look what else it says, Linda. The spirit of the law is determined from the letters and the circumstances surrounding its enactment. The letters. Mm-hmm. Our period. Mm-hmm. That's initial why period. that's the initial period, the letter. Um, mm-hmm. Baby, my baby, she wrote me a letter. Um, sorry, that was my rendition of... <laughs> 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 who, who was it at Woodstock? Who was that guy uh, at Woodstock? I don't remember. I'm terrible uh, at music. You know that. <laughs> oh, who was that? Uh, I'm all thank you, wrote me a letter. What is that? Mm. <laughs> uh, I know it, Woods- but I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Woodstock 
performers. I have to. I, I can't let this go. So Woodstock performers. Um, it was. Who was the English guy? What would you do if I sang out of tune? <laughs> Sorry. That was, <laughs> I, 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 I told you I, I was going to probably be a little goofy today, but... Um, <laughs> the letter, oh. is it the box tops? Is it? Uh, no, I think he might have... It might have been originally the box tops, but it's... it's uh, okay. Let's see here. I wish I could find it faster than this crap. Um, I don't know, make it easy anymore. Yeah, it was original. Uh, there's, there's the, uh, uh, with a little help from my friends was his big number there. Yeah, Clapton. No. Is it, no? Joe Cocker. Joe, Joe Cocker. Cocker. Okay. Okay. Um, there sorry, is. all that, all that for Joe Cocker, but yeah, there um, he is. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, spirit. It says spirit of the law is determined from the letters. Remember, I mean, it's always about the letter, the communication, the line of communication. The R period evidences a letter, a letter that is evidencing a line of communication that has been severed. And that's why when Harry S. Period Truman was talking about convenience and consistency, um, the, the period after the initial, that's like a secret handshake that is telling people that the only way you can evidence both the material cut off of you, the deficiency, and, and the, the, the overage or the ex- exceeding amount, which is the dot, which is the dowry. You're evidencing both because it was part of the entire delivery, Linda. Think about this. If they would have delivered me whole, W-H-O-L-E, Luke 531, they that are whole need not a physician. If they would have delivered me whole, it would have been me, baby, with the umbilical cord attached to my belly button and, and the other end of the umbilical cord attached to my extra embryonic biology, um, the ark, the ark, the boat that I came in on, and it would have been attached to, to the accretion of mom. So yep. the part cut off of me, my biology is an avulsion, but the maternal part is the accretion. Now, if I was delivered whole, as a medical delivery states, the fetus and its membranes, the membranes include, Linda, the part of mom. Yes. They, they don't separate the, the uterine wall in the placenta and say, oh, here's all of baby. They don't do that. In nature, everything comes as one unit, baby umbilical, extra embryonic. But the extra embryonic, my biology, still has a piece of mom attached to it. Always, yeah. always, always, always. So a full delivery does include the piece of mom. Yeah. Always. And, yeah, and in natural law, that accretion was created for your benefit, you were already specifically no accretion, no attachment to the uterus, no baby, no curse. No baby. I, yeah, you're washed out. You you wash out of the uh, the uterus. You're just blood. Your 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 blood. You know, in the pool. Your 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 blood in the toilet. Your blood. You know, everywhere but 
living. You're not alive if you don't if you don't imp- implant into the uterine wall, you don't exist. So this is all part of nature, and so is the placenta. The placenta, the fetal maternal placenta, evidences your biology and mom's biology. But that's the way nature. That's the way you arrive whole. Yes. So I have. Okay. I just went off in a really crazy direction. <laughs> Good. It's, it's always because it's always. I, I've been first all of our conversations. I've been going. Isn't it interesting that the the what the monthly uh, ending uh, menses the monthly blood flow is called in our recent vernacular our period and I just it's like I've been going period 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 why is it called period and it's like. I don't even know how to put it in words. It's like the period is gone. It, it, it's like it didn't get to complete. It's in, it finished. It, if it doesn't implant into the wall of the uterus, that egg, if it doesn't get fertilized for one thing, and then it uh, doesn't implant into the wall of the uterus, the accretion isn't formed, that middle initial period is gone. It, it's washed out. It doesn't happen. It doesn't get to evolve. So the period ends instead of it being the period that I evolved from, my initial period. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it just like it makes sense to me all of a sudden why they call it the women's menses a period. <laughs> anyway. Well, right. well, that, it is weird because, I mean, I look at the period, the word period, the, the term period, the idea of a period at the end of the sentence or a period of time, um, but the period itself is the word they use for for, for menses. Uh, menses. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what's strange about that is when you're pregnant, and this is a question for you because I don't really know the answer, but when you're pregnant, do you have menses? No. Okay, so think about this. You stop having it. When when you when I implant into the uterine wall, menses it ends. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the lunar cycle ends, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. For 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 the uterus. It it ends. Menses ends. Well and etymology menses M E N S I S means month. And it also says see moon. And it says also to take appropriate measures, M-E. Okay, that's weird, but, but think about that then. So the uterine wall material is always subject to the moon. Yes, the lunar. And another mm-hmm. word and another word for moon is Luna. Mm-hmm. And so the birth certificated character that's attached to the moon or still on the moon is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. If you believe in the birth certificated person, you're a lunatic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're attached to the, the lunar cycle. Um, what's interesting in the, in the movie uh, uh, Men in Black is that, mm-hmm. I don't know, was it the third one the uh, men in black three where the the character escaped from the greatest prison system ever devised which was on the moon 
I think that the birth certificate of character that is that made their first step on the moon, you know, by on paper, because they're still mm-hmm. attached to the, the, the lunar aspect. They're lunatics that are imprisoned by the idea. I'll say imprisoned, but what I really mean is they're influenced. They're unduly influenced by the birth certificate character until they wake up to the fact that that was just a stopover. Yeah. I stopped. I stopped in the uterine wall, but I kept coming here. I, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. My biology evidence is exactly the same biology as the zygote. I and my father are mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that even though they clamped and cut a piece off of me, I'm still here today mm-hmm. with the exact same biology that I began with at fertilization. So the evidence that they have on the record, the record, the public record, I may add, the, which evidence is the general public, that's not me. The general public is the homogenization of, of all the people. It equalizes all the unequal. It equalizes all the unique by put, placing that biology, the lowest common denominator, I may add, the lowest common denominator because it's, it's you in your lowest form. You've, you've evolved to this level, Linda, but they have an earlier version of you, a vestige, yeah. a primordial vestige on deposit, evidencing an earlier version of you mm-hmm. at your lowest point. <laughs> I'm sorry, Linda, you caught me at my lowest point. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Kurt. I'm sorry, Linda. I'm not celebrating my lowest point anymore. Yeah. Um, But again, think about it. Dad lays with mom. Dad's 23 chromosome sperm fertilizes mom's 23 chromosome ovum. And it happens in the water. It happens in the water, Linda. You are unattached to everything upon creation. You are floating in space when your kingdom is created. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen attached to mom. It doesn't happen attached to dad. It happens in the waters of mother. You are a product of the water. Yep. And then what happens? Somewhere around day five, or six, seven, eight, ten, whatever, you, from space, from floating unattached in space, you land upon mother earth. You land upon the uterine wall. Now you're attached, but it's only a stopover. You stop there for supplies. <laughs> That's right. You stop there. Yeah, and, and mom, she, she takes supplies. care of you. She supplies you with everything you need during that stopover. Mm-hmm. And then what? 280 days later-ish, you what? You come off the wall, still attached to the umbilical cord, and you come out of her, which is a biblical idea. You've got to come out of her. And then what? They clamp and cut the cord, and now you're out of mom, but a piece of you is still attached to mom. Now there's a false duality. Um, I think, what, what's the word that I, I like so much? Uh, is it in my letter? Uh, let's see. 
they would, would I'm trying to think of a word that that is way stronger than duality um, it it let me see something here anyway um, it's not true the 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 second coming, the afterbirth, all that nonsense is, is actually very damaging to you. Um, let's see if there's any anywhere. I don't have it anywhere in the letter. All right. I'm going back to Wikipedia. No, Invested, Investopedia. Yeah, Undue okay. influence. Undue influence, yeah. Undue influence occurs when an individual is able to persuade another's decisions due to the relationship between the two parties. Um, I'm going to go to the word persuade. At uh, Webster's. Look at this. Persuade. Uh, to move, to move by argument, entreaty, or expostulation to a belief, position, or course of action. A course of action, a belief, a position, um, and it says to plead with, to mm. persuade. To, uh, look at that. To plead with. How do you plead? Says the judge. How do you plead? You're trying to persuade them. Right. Wow. So by claiming by claiming the birthday, the birth certificated character, you're pleading from the infant capacity. How do you plead? Please take care of me. To, yeah, the pleading is also it says to urge. Look at this. To urge says to present, advocate, or demand earnestly or pressingly to undertake the accomplishment mm. of what, of with energy, to undertake the accomplishment of with energy, swiftness, and, or enthusiasm. Look at this, to solicit. Yeah. I'm going to see, and then it says to entreat. What does entreat say? To plead with especially in order to persuade, ask ur- urgently, to deal with, to treat, to make an earnest request, to negotiate, to intercede, let me see what uh, plead says. To argue a case or a cause in a court of law. So to plead is already accepting that that's a court. Mm-hmm. Look at this. To make an allegation in an action or other legal proceeding. So when the judge says, well, how do you plead? Remember, you're making an allegation in an action or, or other legal proceeding. You might not even know what you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Especially to answer the previous pleading of the other party by denying facts therein stated or by alleging new facts to conduct pleadings, to make a plea of a specified nature to argue for or against a claim, to entreat or appeal earnestly. Remember, this is to plead. To maintain, 
Look at this. To maintain a case or cause in a court of law or other tribunal. A case. Do you need to maintain the fetal maternal material? Do you need to maintain it? Do you need to take care of that? No. Why not? Because I'm holding it. It took care. It was um, in the natural course. It would be gone. It would be gone back to the earth. It's it's evolutionary. Mm-hmm. You evolved beyond it already. Mm-hmm. It was a due process that you've evolved beyond. You you don't need it anymore. You don't need that due process. Mm-mm. You've already moved through it. Mm-hmm. It says to allege in or by way of a legal plea to offer as a plea, usually in defense, apology or excuse. I apologize, Your Honor. I'm a moron. Mm-hmm. What is undue influence? Again, at Investopedia, it says, undue influence occurs when an individual is able to persuade another's decision due to the relationship between the two parties. Again, once. I mean, you come out of the womb one time. You arrive one time. But then there's this other stuff that, are, that comes in, comes out after you, the afterbirth material. Mm-hmm. The number two, the second coming. Yeah. Now, what's really weird about the second coming, Linda, is, is it includes your primordial mass. It includes the earliest version or vestige of your existence. It includes mm-hmm. the, the extra embryonic material that was there first. Oh, the first will be last and the last will be first. Whatever. (laughs) Who cares? It's all one biology. It's all one godly estate. Somebody, through an act of mayhem, separated me from my origin. And then they took it away. They removed it to some remote area. And then they let it die. To give rise to a birth certificated character that is presumably separate from me, when in fact it's not. In fact, it's not separate because it's part of the whole. And I'm still using it today. So if I have it, they don't. If I have it, if I'm using it, they don't have anything of import, of importance, of import. says, often, one of the parties is in a position of power over the other due to elevated status, higher education, or emotional ties. The more powerful individual uses this advantage to coerce the other individual into making decisions that might not be in their, in their long-term best interest. Now, look what they make it seem like there's only two. The more powerful individual uses this advantage to coerce the other. They're making it look like it's me against my mom or my mom against me. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, whoever took the fetal maternal organ, that's an agreement, that's, that's, that's a right of way, I have a right of way over the motherland, I have a right of way over my mother's biology. Mm Mm-hmm. 
There is nobody else involved until, until they clamp and cut the cord. I get taken home with mom and dad, but then there's material that is presumably abandoned. And then the state comes in and picks it up, either through eminent domain or waste or whatever words they want to use. And now they have a fetal maternal biology, an organ. They're calling it one organ, Linda, one, mm-hmm. even though it has my biology and mom. So now my 46 chromosomes and mom's 46 chromosomes, which are biologically distinct from each other, are now grouped together as a 92-chromosome monstrosity that is a composition of matter that could be viewed as something different or distinct from mom or baby and what happens then through 35 usc 101 as a composition of matter it could be patented now you have a patent owner that is saying you are trespassing upon their property that's the other person that is the other person yes so now there's another person that's holding a patent that says, hey, somebody's using Curtis Kallenbach or Curtis Richard Kallenbach or some derivation thereof that doesn't have a right to use it. Look at this. I got a title. I got the legal name right here. He doesn't have a right to use that legal name. This is my patented product. Yeah. So now there's a cause of action. They catch you out there in the street using that name through the birth certificated claim. Happy birthday. Yeah, you too, Linda. Take care. So what do they do? That you claim a birthday, which is a claim upon that fetal maternal placenta, which is a claim upon somebody's patented property, according to somebody. Yep. But that patented property has undue influence over you. Yes. And in, in indirect and intangible ways. Yes. I mean, through the legal name, and, and through all the presumptions, all the statutory law that is created specific to that space holder, to that, to that yeah. character, the birth certificated yeah. Gregorian calendar civil rights character. Yeah. And it says the more powerful individual uses this advantage to coerce. I mean, I don't know how many, I mean, I know a few guys personally, I mean, directly, that have spent time in jail or prison because they wouldn't accept the undue influence. Right. But they were punished anyway. Yep. Because the people yep. running the jails, the people with the guns and badges, believe that this character is an exceptional position, but it's not. It's a lie. It's fraud. Yeah. But, but who's the one claiming the birthday? That's why they force you to claim the birthday. Yeah. They have to. They have to coerce you into claiming that which is undue influence, by the way. I think you just start screaming undue influence. I think from now on, if somebody claims you or, or, gets you to, 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 or gets you to try to admit to the birthday, you say, listen, that birthday is undue influence. Mm-hmm. I would just say it. Hey, listen, that birthday is undue If there's any form you have to fill out, just scratch through it and write undue influence above it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Just fucking scratch it out, undue influence. Why? Because it's an infant. I'm 64 years old. I'm certainly not an infant. It's a decedent estate. Hey, I'm a spirit-filled man. I'm breathing. I'm not a decedent estate. There's no piece of me dead. It's undue influence. Call it what it is. Mm -hmm. 
Because when you hear the rest of the definition from undue influence, you'll realize that without the birthday, without the birth date, without you claiming that, they cannot influence you. <laughs> they might try, but if you keep screaming undue influence and know absolutely positively what you're talking about, man, they don't want to hear that. No. Next paragraph says undue influence is an equitable doctrine, Linda, that involves one person taking advantage of a position of power over another person. This inequity in power between the parties can vitiate one party's consent as they are unable to freely exercise their independent will. In exerting undue influence, the influencing individual is often able to take advantage of the weaker party. In contract law, a party claiming to be the victim of undue influence may be able to void the terms of the agreement. Woo-hoo! <laughs> hey, I'm screaming undue influence from here on out. Really? That's going to be part. Wow. Of, that'll be part of the bylaws, or that'll be part of the the the, the uh, PMA. Mm-hmm. that the PMA was established specifically to get out from under the undue influence of any other character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Let me say that last line again. The, in contract law, a party claiming to be the victim of undue influence may be able to void the terms of the agreement. Look what the Palermo Protocol says. It says that the moment that fetal maternal organ is what? Trafficked. Taken. Removed. The moment that fetal maternal organ is removed, it's trafficking. Mm -hmm. They're looking at that thing as a singular entity. Maybe it's it's the, the, the church, maybe it's Rome, maybe it's somebody that is laying claim to the fetal, maternal, human creature, afterbirth, whatever. Maybe they're the ones that patent it. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Any direction you go, that, that fetal, maternal, that character, the birthday character, I don't care what it involves at this point. The Gregorian calendar character is undue influence. <laughs> if they require a birthday at all, I mean, an ID is undue influence, an id that is based yep. upon the res or the, the, the object or subject matter of a trust, that's undue influence to me. Yep. Or upon me. Let me yep. read this again. Undue influence is an equitable doctrine that involves one person taking advantage of a position of power over another person. Now, you could look at it like mom taking power over me, the baby, the feto part of the placenta, or the feto part of the placenta take influencing mom. But that's not it because I have a right-of-way over mom's property, and that's an agreement outside of man's law, right. natural law. Right. So where's the, where's the inequity coming in? It's where whoever grabs, whoever takes the placenta, whoever through maiming, whoever through mayhem, removes that and, and walks away with it and places it on deposit, there it is right there. That, that fetal maternal, that biology that is presumably abandoned, 
Whoever's holding yep. that, whoever's keeping that safe, is exerting un- undue influence. You might even call it the, 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 the protect. Whoever's protecting it might be exerting un- undue influence. Yeah. Maybe. Just asking. Maybe. <laughs> just, just asking. Um, so this is Investopedia. Unbelievably simple. But it says, in contract law, a party claiming to be the victim of undue... You know what? If somebody's forcing a birthday on me and I'm 64 years old and birthdays are for infants only. Birthdays are for infants only. Birthdays are for infants only. And they're forcing me to accept a birthday. That's undue influence, man. It's that simple. Yeah. You can't force me into the infant capacity or incapacity of an infant when I'm 64 years right now and I know my godly origin all the way back. That knowledge alone removes me from this undue influence. But if you're looking down the barrel of a gun or you're looking at time in prison or jail or they're threatening you under whatever circumstances they believe, that's, that's undue influence. You're, you're the victim at this point. Yeah. Of undue influence. And whatever agreements they have, they would have to be. They would have to. They would have to be voided. What was the old? Let me go to this because it used to be in my letter. I used to have this in the letter. Um, remember that the letter used to say in the last paragraph, "Clausula rebus sic stanibus." Yeah. That is. Things have changed since I was an infant. So um, it's, they called it the escape clause. I'm no longer an infant. I'm no longer subject to that or party to that agreement. Clausula rebus sic stanibus. That is where this would, would come into play. But I, I, I... Wiki, wiki clausula... Rebus six stanibus is a legal document, doctrine allowing for a contract or treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change of circumstance. All right. Fundamental change of circumstance. Um, I'm no longer an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you're trying to force me to, to, to remain an infant so you have influence over me through regency, guardianship, um, probate, whatever words, whatever you have. But I've evolved beyond infancy. I'm no longer requiring mom's support. And when I say mom's support, I'm talking about her uterine wall support. I'm not in a uterus anymore. I I have come out of her. But the birth certificate, the birthday character, the Gregorian calendar civil rights character doesn't evidence that. (laughs) Clausio Rebus Sixth Anibus is is applicable. Mm -hmm. But um, I've rewritten the letter, so it's a little different, and and we applied. Right, but again... It's a legal doctrine. It's not of the laws of nature law. and nature's God. And, and, and that's law, why is, I changed it. There is nothing in natural law that the, there's no change. You're just you're expressing the truth of the matter rather than living under an idea 
that has to change, cause a fundamental change in circumstances. From nature, you're whole. I'm whole. There, there's. It, it, it doesn't. There's nothing to change about that. That's the truth. The changes are only evolutionary. Yes. It's not a change in your mind. You can't change your mind to go back to infancy. You can't change your mind and say, I'm, I'm non-binary or binary. You don't get to make up things in nature. They are what they are. The truth is. And, and so that's why I changed it. I'm glad you said it that way because status quo antebellum is before the cut or before the war. And that's nature. Yeah. The war yeah. begins with the cut, and the cut then establishes this other weird system um, that is subject to uh, undue uh, influence. So the cut begins undue influence. Yeah. Clausula Revisanibus says, in public international law, the doctrine essentially serves in an escape clause. Well, if I'm whole from federalization, I don't need to escape anything. Right. And that's, what, that's where people say, how do we get out of the matrix? Uh, you're not in it. Right. Yeah, and so, so clausula is, is the escape clause from the matrix, but you're not in the matrix. Natural law says from fertilization of this moment, it's, it's one evolutionary, unbroken, continuous and contiguous um, journey. They're, they're, when they clamp and cut the cord, they create the false duality, and that's why clausula, is, it, it seems like a good thing, but I think that if you claim clausula, you're also claiming the fiction that you're trying right. to escape from. I'm not trying to escape from yeah. anything. I've never been in it. The only, the only thing I have to escape from is the indoctrination of ideas in my mind. <laughs> that, absolutely. That's why we changed the letter. Yeah. Okay. I love, but again, Investopedia, what is undue influence? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, okay. It just says, again, I can't, I can't read this last line enough. In contract law, a party claiming to be the victim of undue influence may be able to void the terms of agreement. I'm going to click on that hyperlink just for the heck of it, see what it says. What? <laughs> void contract. Sorry. Void, I can just void contract. Void contract definition and what happens. Let me see what it says. A void contract is purported is a purported agreement that is unenforceable from the moment it is created. <laughs> there it is right there. It says a void contract differs from a voidable contract while a void contract was never legally valid and will never be enforceable. Voidable wow. contracts may be valid until one party formally rejects the terms for reasons allowable in the contract or by law, or by law, I should say it that way, contract or by law, not by law, by law, because a by law is like a corporate law subject to corporations. Um, Voidable contracts may also be legally enforceable once any defects in the contract are corrected. A defect. Think about that. So they clamp and cut the cord. A part of me now evidences a deficiency in my godly estate. So the part they cut off of me evidences a deficiency because I'm not whole. That same cut evidences an overage or a surplus that exceeds my own biology. 
So what they're saying is that when they put you back together with the birth certificated character, it, it does what? It corrects the defects. What's the defect? The defect is your birth de- be- defect. Everybody has a birth defect because they're not whole. That's a birth defect, yeah. Linda. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, co- they correct the defect, but by correcting the defect, they add mom. They added mom. Uh-oh. It says, so it says, that said, void and voidable contracts can be nullified for similar reasons. I'm going to go back because it says in undue influence, a contra- in contract law, a party claiming to be the victim of undue influence may be able to void, void the contract or, or agreement. And look at the differences. A void contract, a void contract is a purported agreement that is unenforceable from the moment it is created. And I just want to point Uh, out that may is also used interchangeably with can in that sentence. That it's claiming to be a victim of undue can be able to avoid the terms of agreement. So. I, I, the thing is, is that it's unenforceable from the moment it was created because it's not true. How about this? This is how you, this is the easy way to answer the natural law question. Have you ever seen a gathering of squirrels around a placenta or a cake blowing out candles with the squirrels celebrating a birthday? No. Birds? Any birds? Have you seen any birds around a birthday cake or trees? Are there any trees that gather together? (laughs) Nope. What I'm getting at. (laughs) That's the elephants in the room, you know. The idea is that nature doesn't celebrate this bullshit. Oh, I'm part awesome. of nature. I'm, I'm an unbroken part of nature from fertilization this moment. They want you to agree that there's, a, that there's in the womb and out of the womb. No, there's only one life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not arguing because nature's the truth. From fertilization this moment, it's one life unbroken, uncut, all one, and it's only mine. That's it. There is nobody else. I don't share my biology with anybody. And that's where the common law comes in um, for people and say, well, the common law, I don't give a shit about the common law. The common law is presumption that I'm in common with other men and women. Common law does not recognize absolute ownership. Am I not the only owner of my biology? Absolutely. There is. I'm the absolute owner of my biology, but the common law doesn't recognize absolute ownership, which then means that absolute ownership of your biology is not possible under the common law. You're treated as the common man. Right. I'm go not common. To, I'm unique. Go down to can avoid contract become valid if it's corrected on that same page. Is there a link? Oh, there it is. Just scroll down. Okay. What does it say? 
can it says can avoid contract become valid if it is if it's corrected no avoid contract cannot be made valid merely by mutual agreement to correct the problems that made it void in the first place once a contract is deemed void it's like it never existed as a matter of law <clears throat> that that's it right there <laughs> if it was void in the beginning it's void forever it can never be um made mutual it can never be mutually agreed upon and like it's never existed as a matter like of law what have you been screaming at the tops of your lung it never existed <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to probably put the word void in the letter somewhere. I know right where to put it too. Where are you gonna put it? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going there right now. We can go to the last paragraph too because that's gonna be. I knew it was gonna be in the last paragraph. I want to know where you're gonna put it. I'm gonna put it right here. There it is. Okay. It's now. It reads. I, for one, now determine any regency, gratuitous bailment or unnatural act, real, presumed, or otherwise. Hang on a second. Upon one's faultless, godly estate kingdom, You put pot faultless in there now? Yeah, we I, haven't I got to have that a, paragraph. <laughs> yeah, right. I have, I, it's different than the one I have right now. Uh, which one is this, by the way? Wait a minute. You have, I have perfect. No, wait a minute. No, I might have pulled up the wrong one. Hang on. Okay. Oh, I did. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, let me go up to, I, I, that, was, that was a generic letter that I kept, but I, I got to go to this one. Okay. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I actually made a mistake here. There it is. Um, there now it's the right one let me see the law real quick I'm going to go to in the first place there it is
does it say in the first place? Yeah. There it is. Okay, so I'm going to see if I can fit it in here. Yeah, it goes along with the letter anyway. Oh, nice. See if I... Um, okay, so now it says, oh, how come, I wonder, I hereby declare any protective regency, gratuitous bailment, unnatural act, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon one's perfect godly estate kingdom encumbering one's natural right-of-way progress at any point whatsoever between fertilization and last breath to be void in the first place. Okay. Comma, a trespass, comma, or stratagem of war. Void in the first place. Okay. Because the letter's about first in time, isn't it? Yes. Now it fits because... to be void in the first place, comma, a trespass, comma, or stratagem of war. Cool? Yep. Okay, um, I didn't get to this yet, but you'll see it. I'll, I'll read the... Next sentence says, it includes but is not limited to any preconceived notion, particular end, general law, beneficiary, etc. per influential Gregorian account denomination. Ooh, what does that imply? Mm-hmm. Undue influence. Und- undue influence. Because I used to have what in there? Um, um, you used to have... Um, fixed... Uh, a subver- per subversive fixed per subversive Gregorian account, and so which is the same thing. I, yeah. Now it just says per per influential Gregorian because fixed per yeah. um, subversive. Remember that influential mm-hmm. is subversive. Mm-hmm. It is subversive. Yes. In, in, I think influential includes subversive. So Absolutely. I want to be able to I want to bring I want to be able to bring in um undue influence mm-hmm. using per influential. Yeah. I love it. All right. So I'm going to save this so I don't lose it. Where is that? Get rid of that. Save. Now, yeah, okay, that's it. Okay, so let's keep going on on undue influence because this is so stinking important to me. And I, you know what? And and the things that you brought up already, the, the fact, oops, that was me. That was my computer yelling at me.
save this. Okay, sorry for, sorry for the silence. It's probably a break for most people anyway. Thank God Kurt shut the hell up for five minutes. Um, <laughs> I love this now. I mean, that's why this letter takes so long to write. And with these conversations, we're able to, to get rid of attitude. I, what, I, the, the, what people don't realize is that when I first write something, there's a lot of my attitude in it. You can't, may, most people won't see it, but there's, there's anger and attitude and all that. Little by little, I get rid of it. By using words that are so powerful in and of themselves, even the word absurd. Absurd is, is a, a opinion. I know that yeah. absurd is a great word to use because they use it in legal in legal uh, arguments, uh, absurdity. But but I'd rather take out words like absurd, mm-hmm. yeah, because it it looks like my opinion. So I'm trying to get rid of opinion and just write real clean, dry reality. So now, what does it say here? Can we, can we do one thing before we go on? <laughs> I can already see your smile. I can feel your smile, so absolutely, let's do it. All right. So I got stuck on uh, the second coming. In the you did you and you and yeah. a billion other people. <laughs> okay, but listen. But listen. <laughs> no. So you, look, do you see the joke? Do you see the yes, joke? Yes. Yes. Okay. I okay. Do. So, okay. So okay. I'm sorry. Second, Go ahead. I looked up second coming, and in uh, Merriam-Webster's, and it says in Christian theology, it is the time when Jesus Christ will return to judge humanity at the end of end of the world. And then there's this word P A R O U S I A. So I clicked on that. And it it basically says the same thing. So I looked that word up, P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. I I have no idea how to say it. It says that para is essence. And uh, it comes from the present participle of E-I-N-I-A, to be. So basically, it means to be. So the second coming is about learning to be present <laughs> here now. The, because the second, the second yes. coming evidences also the, the quintessence or the essence of your being, which yes. is the primordial origin that has been removed, violently removed from you and placed on deposit as the, the res, the trust res, the subject matter of the trust, the in God we trust. So they're putting the evidence of creation on deposit. Yeah. They call it Jesus. Yeah. The second coming. So anyway, I'm, all right. I'm upstairs getting more coffee. All right. Okay. Going back down. Going 60 under. Back into the darkness. Going back into Hades. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not putting on a mask. I'm not putting on a ventilator. I don't need to breathe through a ventilator. I don't need to breathe through an umbilical cord. 
All right. I'm going to get rid of a couple windows here. So that was that was Investopedia. That was yes. a great a great one. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go to um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, undue influence. Undue influence is a psychological process by which a person's free will and judgment is supplanted by that of another. It is a legal term and in the strict definition varies by jurisdiction. Generally speaking, generally speaking. What does that mean? Generally means um, common. Right, general general population, general, general, what do I have in my letter here? Um, general law beneficiary. Um, mm-hmm. Generally, common man, in general, public pool, cut. Generally speaking, now they're talking to the masses. Yep. Generally speaking, talking to the masses, the, the masses that that are affected by this. It says, generally speaking, it is a means, ways and means, it is a means by which a person gains control over their victim's decision-making through manipulation tactics and unfair pressure, typically for financial gain. Are people making money in the courtrooms? Absolutely. Just by you being there. Mm Mm-hmm. You get a a summons or a subpoena. Well, you get mm-hmm. a summons or subpoena because of why? Well, you get a summons or subpoena because we've already talked about this because of the membrana. Mm-hmm. The membrana, the ancient role, the birth certificate itself. Um, they they require. Are you pushing buttons? No, I'm not doing anything. Oh, somebody was. Somebody was. Mm. No. Wow, that was weird. I, I wasn't pushing buttons, but I was here. I heard three buttons being pushed. Um, well, by the way, this is a pri- this is a private call until I make it pr- public or until I give it, uh, put it up. So whoever's listening at this point doesn't have any right to because this is a private call. But anyway, that's assuming somebody was somebody else is on the call. Um, they mm-hmm. shouldn't be because only you were invited. Uh, again, membrana. You're invited to the court. You're invited to that action through mm-hmm. the 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 official record. Without the official record, there's no way to cite you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a citation. You they can't give you an invitation, a citation, unless there's a record. A membrana record. That's why I always joke about rock and roll. The rock is the placenta, the fetal-maternal. Upon this rock, I will build my church. That's the fetal-maternal mm-hmm. rock. And then, of course, the roll is the registration of the rock. Mm-hmm. It's the list that that you get called. You get it, it, It's a roll call. You get called off the list. Mm-hmm. 
because you have a deposit, a fetal maternal deposit, which is the rock. The rock and roll is, is the deposit and the list of those having such deposits. Yep. Um, back to undue influence at Wikipedia. It is a means by which, a means, a, a, a medium, a, a, the very thing that, that allows somebody to make a claim and, and gain control. It says mm-hmm. it's a means by which a person gains control over, over their victim's decision-making. Look it, over their decision-making. If I'm already presumed an infant and I can't speak as an infant, they've already gained control over me because I don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. I, they well, can't hear me. They, no, they can't hear you. And... and when they, because you've agreed to that unknowingly through, let's say, obtaining a driver's license and some officer with guns comes and stops at your door, at your window, knocks on it and says, roll it down, do they have more influence over you or you over them? Uh they got a gun. Exactly. No, I mean, it's really uh, that simple. Do they have, are, are they carrying? Are they armed? Are they carrying a gun that they can shoot me if I don't do what they're telling me? Absolutely. There it is, right there. It's so stinking simple that they have a presumption on their side that yeah. allows them to do this, and it's, it's everybody, everybody you know, everybody you've ever known believes in a birthday. That, it's that simple. Once the birthday's in play, undue process is... Look at I'm going to the definition of the word mark, M-A-R-K. Okay. Black's Law, page 874. Mark. I think of the mark of the beast. Okay, whatever, call it what you want. Mark, a character, usually in the form of a cross... Made as a substitute. Shit, we're talking about all the things we're, we've already t- spoken of this morning. A substitute. Yeah. Yeah. A character usually in the form of a cross made as a substitute for his signature by a person who cannot write in executing a conveyance, will, or other legal document. It is commonly made as follows. A third person writes the name of, of the marksman leaving a blank space between the Christian name and surname, in this space, the latter traces the mark or cross lines above the mark. It is written his or her, and below it, the word mark. Wow. For a person that can't write. Can a baby write? No. An infant, an Can infant can't write, an infant can't speak. So infancy, they created a, a, a birth, a, a, a mark that evidences infancy. And that yep. infant can never speak for himself. He can't act for himself. He's defenseless against this, by the way. Yep. And all it takes is for you to claim a birthday. It goes on to say at Undue Influence Wikipedia, historically, oh, there it is right there. Historically. Mm-hmm. 
undue influence has been poorly understood, even in some legal circles. Poorly understood. Poorly understood. I'm going to go to poorly because, if, I mean, don't they ask you if you understand? Yep. Well, are you just understanding poorly? What does poorly mean? Poorly understood. There it is. Poorly. In a poor condition or manner. Look at this. Poorly. Especially in an inferior or imperfect way. Are you at poorly? I am. Especially in an inferior or imperfect way. Imperfect. Imperfect. If you're whole from fertilization to this moment, is that not perfection? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's not, if there's nothing missing, if there's no deficiency or no overage, no, you don't exceed the norm, you're perfect. People don't realize it, but you're perfect from the beginning. You're only imperfect when they cut you apart and destroy the entirety. That's, that's imperfection. So it says poorly, poorly understood, imperfectly. Mm-hmm. Historically, they're talking about not even present, not even being present. Historically, undue influence has been poorly understood. Yeah. Historically, undue influence has been poorly understood. To understand is to do what? Accept it. Acknowledge it. Historically, undue influence has been accepted. By who? The imperfect. By the imperfect. (laughs) By the imperfect. goes on to say in the next paragraph, undue influence is typically perpetrated by a person who is trusted by the victim and is dependent on them for emotional and physical needs. By the victim. Undue influence is typically perpetrated by a person who is trusted mm-hmm. by the victim and is dependent on them for emotional or physical needs. So the victim is is dependent. The victim is dependent for emotional or physical needs. They're they're depending depending on a fiduciary. They're they're depending on a fiduciary, a trustee, somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, if I go to get a job and I have to use the birthday in order to get that job, I'm dependent on that job for my physical needs in order to have a way to pay for my physical needs in the way the world is set up right now. That's unbelievable. If, if you can only get a job, Linda, by, mm-hmm. by giving a, a, a Social Security number. Right. And the Social Security number is only based upon a deposit a biological deposit in a trust account. Mm-hmm. And the trust account gives rise to a title. And it's the title that has the, 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 the Social Security number. 
Now you can't work, you can't get a job, you can't do anything because you're fully dependent upon what? You're dependent upon the birth certificated character that has the Social Security number. Mm-hmm. Now it says undue influence is typically perpetrated by a person who is trusted by the victim. Mm-hmm. Again, the in God we trust is a trust. Living beings, mm-hmm. living men and women don't need trust accounts. Mm-hmm. I, you act directly upon your private property. You act directly, not circuitously, not through a fiduciary, not through a trustee, not through an executor or executrix. You act directly upon your private property. Nobody needs yep. a trust when they're living mm-hmm. This is where it gets. Well, I, I get. I get it. What's that? Well, I just what my you, brain and work today. I you just said nobody needs a trust. That's true. Nobody needs a trust, but I, as the owner, do not need a trust. Nobody. <laughs> nobody needs a trust. Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. What is that's a ghost. It's a ghost. Nobody is a ghost. So ghosts mm-hmm. need trust. Mm-hmm. Spirits. That's a spirit, Linda. Mm-hmm. Spirits need trust. It goes on to say caregivers. Take care, Linda. You too, Kurt. Take care. Caregivers. Look at this. Caregivers. If I take care. It presumes a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Take care, Linda. From who? A caregiver. Mm-hmm. Caregivers are often found to have unduly influenced their patients. However, anyone in a position of trust and authority over a victim, e.g. fiduciary, may be guilty. Look at Look what it says here. This includes the victim's attorney, accountant, nursing home attendant, or even children. These are the ones they're talking about. Caregivers, mm-hmm. attorney, accountant, yep. nursing home attendant, mm-hmm. even, or even children. Mm-hmm. What child are they talking about? The cut. The, the the, cut yeah, the birth, the birth certificated adopted child of the state. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're also saying Undo- patients and, and who, who takes care of patients, too, the medical society. Um, are you a patient now? No. There, see, that's the thing, is, but the birth certificated character is always a patient. No, I'm whole. I don't need a physician. Right, right but... but you understand Luke 531. Most people don't realize that the cuts establishes, it establishes uh, uh, a, a diseased character, diseased. And that diseased character is a patient forever within HHS or health education mm-hmm. welfare. They're always a patient. That member is always a patient. They never leave the hospital. Try to, I mean, they never leave the care of somebody. When they clamp and cut the cord, what's the likelihood that your biology, that, 
that monstrosity, that twin brother or sister that has no legs or arms, what's the likelihood that that, that biology that you left behind is going to get up and walk away? Zero. Zero. That, that human remains remains there forever as a patient. That's why they can demand all these people through HHS or World Health Organization. They can demand everybody to, to take these vaccines or wear these, these, these ridiculous masks, these absurd masks, or, or to, to, to pretend that there's some weird-ass pandemic out there. There is. The birth certificated character is the pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. The birth certificated character is the COVID, covered id entity, the covered identity. The birth certificated character is the disease. It's also the disease X, the new one. <laughs> well, the X obviously it, it does what? It evidences the maternal or the the female chromosome, which is evidenced by what? The accretion, mom's accretion attached to my biology. There's your disease X. Yeah. And of course the mom the mom uh, accretion attached to the placenta is also in the shape of a crescent moon T- typically if you look at the the placenta which is a corona a crown For you Jesus believers that would be your crown of thorns. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um <laughs> I'm going to keep reading out of Wikipedia real quick. It says, this is a crazy, but it says, um, the people that typically uh, are in a position of trust that are typically subject of undue influence, or the, the perpetrators of un- undue influence are attorneys, accountants, nursing home attendants, or even children. I'm telling you right now, the child of the state is the one they're talking about. It goes on to say, undue influence is a process. Oh, mm. look at that. Undue influence is a process, not a single event. That's where we're, I get back to due process. Undue. Wow. Undue influence. I'm not expecting anything else from my mom. I'm not expecting anything else from my infancy. I'm long past that i've evolved long i'm I'm a long ways away from that i have nothing due from the past but look what it says here it's a process i'm thinking that it's the due process wow so when they clamp and cut the cord and they hold a piece of you back or place it on deposit it's never been given to you so they're pretending to give it back to you through due process because the only way that they are they can wash their hands of the mayhem the larceny and the genocide is to get it back to you so they Mm -hmm. get it back to you through the stork you know the one wearing the male Mm -hmm. hat the male the, the postal uniform so they get it back to you through the post office the post office and they're, they're able to wash their hands and say they got clean hands because they finally did get you everything you deserved. The reality is I've evolved beyond it and I've always had it. What you're giving me, I don't need. Mm-hmm. So it's undue. It's an undue influence. I don't need it. Yeah. It's not due me anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I needed it while I was in the womb. I don't need it now. What you have mm-hmm. on the record, the public record, is no longer necessary. Yeah. So when you force it upon me, it becomes undue influence. It's, it's not do me. I'm not expecting it. But if you force it upon me, it influences me mm-hmm. in a negative way, a negative fashion. Yep. It harms me. It injures me. Mm-hmm. It says it's not a single event. It's a process. Of course it is. It says a manipulator may spend weeks, months, or even years before successfully unduly influencing their victim. Happy birthday. Every 365 days, you celebrate the infancy and you come under the undue influence mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. fiduciaries, of those mm-hmm. pretending to keep you safe. Year after year after year. Your entire lifetime if you don't wake up. It goes on to say anyone is susceptible to undue influence, but the elderly are particularly vulnerable. Perpetrators of undue influence operate in shadow, enacting their manipulation behind closed doors where there are no witnesses. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're going to have our meeting, but it's closed doors. Wow. Yeah, that, and, and of course, mm-hmm. if, it's, if the court is not um, recording it, if it's not part mm-hmm. of the public record, that, that's closed doors. Again, enacting their manipulation behind closed doors. That's the fucking lower courts right there. Mm-hmm. Where there are no witnesses mm-hmm. to the crime. I mean, think about it. When did the crime happen? Look at the back of my book. It happened when you, at the port of entry to the world beyond the womb. That's where this happened. That's where the, the separation or the diversity was established. The diversity of citizenship, the U.S. citizen, subject to due process, due process, not a single event. Um, a person be, being unduly influenced may become withdrawn, depressive, and passive. Physical signs of abuse may include unexplained bruising, scratches, look at this, or broken bones. Other signs may include missing, missing or broken dentures, prescription eyeglasses, hearing aids, or other assistive devices. Assistive device. Missing. Listen. Mm -hmm. If they clamp and cut the cord, Linda, and what they have in their possession, your biology, they they create a title for. And that title evidences the deficiency. It evidences what was supposed to be delivered to you. So it's the title that completes the delivery by representation. That's an assistive device. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 if you don't have it, if it's not if it doesn't do its job, if I mean think about that. That's they're saying that physical signs of abuse, 
Other signs may include missing or broken dentures, prescription eyeglasses, hearing aids, or other assistance. Missing. Where's the rest of my estate? It's missing. Yep. That's abuse, according to undue influence. It goes on to say a distinction is made between... This is, this is interesting. Here we go. A distinction is made between the nature of capacity and undue influence. In assessing capacity, the practitioner evaluates an individual's ability to completely or competently perform tasks, execute a will, or give medical consent. Can a infant give medical consent? No. Can an infant execute a will? No. No, so when a judge is holding on after discovery, they find this infancy, which, which evidence is an incapacity. Mm-hmm. They're saying, oh, here it is right here. We, we have what we need. And it says mm-hmm. the distinction is made between the nature of capacity and undue influence. In assessing capacity, the practitioner evaluates an individual's ability to competently perform tasks execute a will. You can't do that as an infant. Mm -mm. The moment you claim a birthday, you're incapacitated. Mm -hmm. You're incompetent. Yep. Goes on to say, these assessments give insight to the functioning of the cognitive capabilities at the moment, at that moment in time. Again, anybody claiming a birthday, they're already claiming the incapacity of the infancy. Conversely, screening for undue influence is focused on the process of events which occur over an extended period, an extended period. Look at that. Fertilization and last breath. What does the letter say? The letter says, the letter in paragraph two says, my organized entirety begins as a pellucid membrane enveloped single-celled zygote floating down mom's waters towards a uterine wall landing site implantation conception. Here it is, with nature's continuous and contiguous ways and means, extending via umbilical cord and navel, proving evolutionary due process beyond a reasonable doubt. Go back to this. What does it say? Natural due process, natural capacity. That's my cognitive capability at that moment in time. I'm whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully present. All of me, all, from fertilization to last breath, all present and accounted for. There's nothing out there at this moment in time right now. Mm-hmm. Or at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. At what moment? At the birthday. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. birthday, I'm incapacitated, but in the present moment, if I, if I am whole, I have capacity. If I claim a birthday, Mm -hmm. I'm incapacitated. Mm -hmm. It goes on to say, oh, but look what it says. I'm sorry, I lost train of thought here. It said, uh, conversely, screening for undue influence is focused on the process of of events which occur over an extended period. The process of events is all of my evolution over Mm -hmm. an extended period. Well, my umbilical cord extends me out beyond the womb. Mm-hmm. an extended period. So where they clamp and cut the cord, which is a terminal point, I've extended myself through my knowledge beyond that terminal point, haven't I? Mm-hmm. 
If I extend myself beyond the terminal point of the cut through my knowledge, now it becomes undue, undue influence if they force mm-hmm. the birthday on me. Mm-hmm. It's only because I know that I go beyond the cut. It's, it's, I include the cut in my existence, which means continuous and contiguous. That continuous and contiguous ways and means of nature means that undue, undue influence is in play with me. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. with anybody claiming a birthday. If you're claiming a birthday, yep. undue influence is off the table. Yep. You lack capacity to speak. But mm-hmm. if I'm all present and accounted for from fertilization last breath, undue influence is on the table. Yes. Because I've extended myself through my knowledge beyond the infant incapacity. Do you see that? Yes. Yes. Wow. And the letter, it's already in the letter. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> or God, <laughs> as it were. Um, it says, to determine whether, an, <laughs> determine whether another person is leveraging unfair tactics on the victim, an assessment specific to undue influence is required. Undue influence, this is amazing because I've used all these words in these calls. Undue influence occurs in various circumstances, including, but not limited to, domestic violence hostage situations, cults, prisoners of war, and dictatorships. There it is right there. The birth certificated character is subject to domestic violence, is a hostage, is in a cult, is a prisoner of war, is subject to a dictatorship. Yep. The common theme of the common theme among these situations is the aspect of psychological manipulation. Traumatic Bonding may occur between the victim and influencer. As a result, the victim may even defend the perpetrator. Everybody I know defends the birthday. Everybody I know will defend the birthday. Absolutely. The effectiveness of cult tactics on young and healthy individuals illustrates that anyone, regardless of mental status, is a potential victim of uh, undue influence under certain circumstances. Look at that. Everyone's a potential victim of undue influence under certain circumstances. I got to go to circumstances. But remember, certain means known. We, there's certain circumstances. Under certain circumstances, wait a minute here, under known acts let me see what let me see what circumstance this is a huge word by the way debbie and i were talking about circumstance last week or two weeks ago she goes wow that word's pretty powerful mm-hmm. circumstance look at this circumstance a condition, fact, or event accompanying, conditioning, or determining another. An essential or inevitable concomitant. I'm going to click on concomitant. First of all, I'm going to see how it's pronounced. Concomitant. Concomitant. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Concomitant. Concomitant. Okay. So what is a concomitant? Something that accompanies or is collaterally connected with something else. 
Oh. Is that the fetal maternal placenta? Yes. That's a that's wow. a circumstance under certain circumstances. Wow. There it is. They, do they know that the placenta is on deposit? Yes, they do. Does the, does the fetal maternal deposit have a title? Yes, it does. It's called a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. When they do what? Their discovery and discover a birth certificate's in play, a public record called birth certificate's in play, what? That's a circumstance. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say, look at this, a subordinate or accessory factor detail. Click on accessory. There is your there there it is. There's your mom. Your mom you're still mm-hmm. clinging to your mom. Mm-hmm. Assisting under the orders of another, contributing to a crime, but not as the chief agent, aiding or contributing in a secondary way, second coming, supplementary. <laughs> Look at this, number three. I'm gonna to go to supplementary in a second. But what does number three say? Present in a minor amount and not essential <laughs> as a constituent. <laughs> A minor amount. A, a minor amount. Uh. That's the that's oh. the minor. That's the record for the minor. That's that's what. Minority the report. Person. The birth certificate the is money. a minority report. Mm-hmm. And it's just a minor mm-hmm. issue. It's just it's it's mini me, mini me. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of me cut off. It's a minor amount, Kurt. No, it really is an accessory, though. I got to tell you. And, of course, it says supplementary. What does supplementary say? Oh, adding or serving as a supplement. Additional. Mom. Mom. Mom's biology Mm -hmm. is additional. It's been added, too. Yeah. And I'm going to click on additional, and it says more than is usual or expected. I'm only expecting my biology upon my arrival. I'm not expecting to have moms clinging to me or added or presumed to be part of me. That's not. That's excessive. And that excess that excessive is undue. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it keeps going back. This is so simple. If you just if yep. you're looking at it, if you can see it, it's easy. Yeah. Um where were we? I clicked on Six, supplementary uh, accessory circumstance. Circumstance. Okay, look at this. A piece of evidence, Linda, this is circumstance, C, 1C, a piece of evidence that indicates the probability or improbability of an event, such as a crime. What do they call that? Probable cause. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the circumstance of of an attachment of mom through through the birth certificated public record is probable cause. Mm hmm it says a piece of evidence that indicates the probability or improbability of an event. Happy birthday. Oh, you claim a birthday. There it is. They have probable cause. Mm-hmm. Um, look at this. Circumstance, the sum of essential and environmental factors. Is, is the woman environment? Yes. Okay. To be says state of affairs, eventuality, a possible event or outcome, possibility. Wait a minute here. Haven't you already? Haven't you been here for sixty plus years already? Mm-hmm. Are you still waiting on something to arrive? No. 
Is there a due process out there that you're waiting on? <laughs> Not anymore. No, no, but in fact, if there was, that would be an undue influence if they delivered it. You've already been yeah. using your biology for 60-plus mm -hmm. years. It's the same exact DNA that you had at the beginning at fertilization with the zygote. You've been using it the whole time, continuous and contiguous. Mm -hmm. It's been your ways and means to get where you're at today. Yep. It's the evolutionary process. It's the evolutionary due process. You don't need due process from some man's idea under some weird-ass circumstances. Nope. <laughs> Look at this. Number three says, attendant formalities and ritualistic display, especially as contrasted with essential procedure. Essence. Evolutionary process is just nature. It's essential procedure. By the way, attendant. Where do you remember seeing the word attendant? Well, it's... It's... Attendant. Uh, this, is way, this is way out there, Linda. I don't expect you to get it. Attendant formalities and ritualistic display, especially as contrasted. Attendant. Attendant. How about the uterine wall? What is it called? The accretion? Handmaiden. Oh, the handmaiden attendant, yeah. It, it, oh. It's the handmaiden, but look what it, um, what is it, what is the sovereign, um, what's the definition of sovereign in Black's Law? Mm -hmm. The person and 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 suit. Suit. Yes, the person and the the court is the person and suit of its of the sovereign. Well, let me see. I'm going to go to this because sovereign. We're going to sovereign in black. Yep, I'm going to. Is it sovereign I'm looking for or court? No, no I'm looking at. It's, I'm, court. Uh, it's court. I'm looking for court. Sorry. Yeah. The court, on page 318, Black's Law, 5th edition, says, the court, the court, what is a court? It's the person and suit. It's the person and suit of the sovereign. It says the place where the sovereign sojourns, which is why I chose uh, the PMA name, um, okay. Society of the Sojourner, where the sovereign mm -hmm. sojourns with his regal retinue, wherever that may be. Now, what's the jumble? What's the anagram for retinue? Um, uterus. Uterine. 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 So, uterine. uterine. So, I'm going to go to the word retinue because we're looking. It says, at circumstance number three, attendant formalities and ritualistic display. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to go to, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm, I'm going to retinue. What is the retinue? Well, we know that it's already a jumble for uterine, but look at, look at the definition of retinue. A group of a retainers group of re or what? Attendants. There it is. So the uterine, the word for uterine as an as a anagram is retinue, and retinue is an attendant. Mm -hmm. And look what it says, and, and why did I bring that up? Because circumstance says... 
attendant formalities and ritualistic display. So I'm going to go back to um, retinue. Or wait, where was I? Yeah, I was at retinue, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. And But here's what's really weird about that. A retinue... Retinue. And then it says a group of retainers or attendants. So I'm going to go to the word attendant. And it says one who attends another to perform a service, especially an employee who waits on customers, something that accompanies. Uh, there's that word again. Concomitant. Concomitant. Yeah. Con- but it look, attendee. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do. I'm going to take a jump here, and I'm going to go to handmaiden at wiki because I already know the answer. Handmaiden Wikipedia, and then I'm going to go to where it says Mary down there, handmaiden. Uh, handmaid, ha- a maid servant is a personal maid or female servant. Okay? Uh, it says the term is used metaphorically for something whose primary role is to serve or assist. Remember, this is the uterine wall we're talking about. Depending mm-hmm. on culture or historical period, a handmaid may be of slave status or may be simply an employee. The terms handmaiden and handmaid are synonyms. Go down to Mary. It says, in Christianity, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is referred to as the handmaid of the Lord or servant of the Lord, both of which are titles of honor for the mother of Jesus. The Gospel of Luke Luke describes Mary as the handmaid of the Lord when she gives her consent to the message of the angel. And when she proclaims the greatness of the Lord because of the great things he has, he has worked in her. What I'm getting at is handmaiden or is, is the um, servant or the assistant or the attendant uh, while you're in the uterine wall. And there's a TV show called The Handmaiden's Tale. Hmm. I don't know whether you've ever seen that. Watch the whole thing. Well, remember that the handmaiden, again, what did these handmaidens wear? What color did they wear? Red. They wear, they wore red because they're representing the uterus or the uterine wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or the blood of Mary, but I'm going to say uterine wall. Now, what's really weird is they they lost their own names in that Mm -hmm. TV show. The girls that were taken on as the handmaidens, lost their own names, and they were called something. If, if, if I was in that theocracy, if I was a commander in that theocracy, and I had one of these handmaidens, what would, her, what would I call her? This is really cool, and I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. But in the TV show, the commanders were the men that ruled in that theocracy. And yeah. at home, they had these handmaidens, and they each had a name. If I were a commander and I was in that theocracy, what would my handmaiden be called? I forgot. I know what you're talking about, but I forgot the word. Of Kurt. Of Kurt, yes. Yes. 
of Kurt. Mm-hmm. Because it's a product of Kurt. Yes. Excuse me. So think about that. The uterine wall accretion is a product of Kurt. A product of Kurt, yes. If Kurt didn't exist, what followed or what, what was created to to serve me while I was in the uterine wall wouldn't exist. Right. The handmaiden, Mary, is is of Kurt in my situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the So let me just finish this real quick. Okay. Let me let me I gotta finish yeah. this real quick. So in the placenta, there's Kurt, me, my biology, and then there's the accretion that was is the handmaiden, the uterine wall, which is of Kurt. It was created mm-hmm. specifically to support me. Mm-hmm. It's of Kurt. Yep. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I had to get that out. Well, no, I was going to say the same thing. You, you just said it. So. We'll say it a different yeah. way then. <laughs> well, I don't think I can. I'm just saying well, that's that, what it, that the, the of Kurt, so those women in that, they weren't even the uterus. They were just the accretion or the potential accretion of whatever uh, because they're of Kurt. They're, the uterus isn't of Kurt. The accretion Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Kurt. it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Remember, Kurt exists at the zygotic level. I'm just using Kurt as a, because there is no other Correct, word. Right. The zygote exists. Yeah. The zygote exists before Kurt does, but eventually Kurt yeah. is the is 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 the proper name upon the zygotic biology. But again, Kurt is long after the creation of the zygote. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But the zygote but the zygote plants into the uterine wall. Yeah. And the accretion doesn't exist until I plant. Correct. Now the uterine wall accretion is of Kurt. The uterine wall yes. is of Kurt. Yes. yes. As the accretion. As the accretion. That's important. Remember that though. the accre- but the accretion is still the uterine wall. Yes. Okay, yes. so they're both. See, remember that mom's uterine wall existed before me. Yes. But the accretion that the uterine wall produces for me did not exist. Correct. Yes. So when I plant into the uterine wall, then the accretion is formed specifically to me, which becomes the, the maternal part of the placenta. That accretion is of Kurt. Without me yes. there, it doesn't exist. Correct. Yeah. But it is the uterine wall. Yes. Wow, this is really weird. I'm getting a lot of weird feedback. So whoever's recording this is, is not doing a very good job. I'm getting, I'm getting feedback. That's the problem. I mean, I'm hearing it, and I'm hearing me talk, uh, like right now, I'm hearing it. And it's hard, it's hard to talk over myself. Anyway, um, so the uterine wall, uh, accretion me, is Mary. Let me call back in All right, and see if I, that helps. All right.
Is that any better? I'm sorry, who is this? (laughs) 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 Didn't it say please announce yourself? (laughs) Hello. This is Anyway. Yeah. It sounds it it does seem like I'm not getting any feedback right now, so that's my good. So to be clear, I exist first. I float down I float down on the waters of mother and I plant into the uterine wall. Upon the implantation, mom's uterine wall creates specifically for me a type of or accommodates me specifically with what becomes known as the accretion which which is the maternal part of the placenta that's mary yeah that's mary that's what they're calling mary and and mary mm-hmm. is the handmaiden so the uterine wall is the handmaiden yes so when I, if i'm really really specific linda really specific what we're feeling through the birth certificated character is the undue influence of Mary. Wow. Does that make sense? Yep, it does. That's what we're experiencing. We're experiencing the undue influence of Mary because Mary's the accretion or the maternal part of the placenta. And if we if we claim the birth certificated character, which is the fetal maternal existence, then, I mean, I'm not unduly influenced by myself, by my own biology, but I am unduly influenced by the addition or the exception or the, the, the exceeding amount. The gross, it's gross. Mm-hmm. The grossness of the additional maternal biology, that is Mary, and Mary is the one that is exerting undue influence on us out here. Mm-hmm. Mom. Mom. Mother. So I'm forced to become the, yeah, mother. I'm, I'm the mama's boy forced to, to you know, cower and, and, and walk with my head down because I'm supposed to be ashamed rather than be a man going and doing my thing. I'm the mm-hmm. little boy subject to mom. Yep. I never grow up. Peter Pan. Yep. That's Mary. So the undue influence is Mary. And, of course, in the Americas, remember, don't this stuff goes everywhere you want to look, but Mary is the patroness of what? The United States. She's the one financing everything. Yeah. So now, if you want to be able to eat, if you want to be able to make money, you have to do what? You have to acquiesce to Mary. You have to, you have to subject yourself to the undue influence of Mary because Mary is the one that offers the Social Security number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through the, the mother. Through the birth I just wanted, child. Yeah, I just want to distinguish, as you often do, between mother and mom. It's the undue influence of the mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sadly, my mom's name is Mary. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. But, so, but you're right. Let's be, to be really clear, um, the mother is the uterine wall, and, it, and again, there could be a surrogate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm speaking, when I say Mary, I'm using their term to describe the handmaiden, which is the uterine wall. And so Mary I'm using, in a, and again, in a fashion, in a way that attaches a belief system to nature. Nature doesn't require Mary. Nature doesn't require any beliefs. Everything that's happening doesn't even have a label. It doesn't have a term. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have anything. It just happens. So whether there's anybody out there that can speak English or French or, or Chinese or whatever, Urdu, it doesn't matter what language you're speaking. It all happens exactly the same way biologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm trying, and I like that. It is the mother, and, I'm, and, and my mom is the one that gave me 23 chromosomes through her ovum, and my mom was also the one who carried me all the way to the new world. But they're using the idea of mother, and, and they're using the idea of Mary as the handmaid in her uterine wall so they can control it, and that's called undue influence. Yes. Yes. Okay. Woo! This is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this is going to be one of those things where if people start screaming undue influence, you know, every time somebody demands a birthday, you know, hell, I'd write it in right where it says birth date. I'd just write in undue influence. Um, so I'm going to get out of handmaiden. I'm going to get out, get out of attendant because remember, remember, the court is the person in suit of the sovereign and the place where the sovereign sojourns with, with his fetal or his regal retinue, wherever that may be. The retinue is uterine. Uterine has both attendants and retainers, and the attendant is, the, is, is Mary, the uterine wall, the accretion. Yep. Uh, by the way, I think, I think the, um, I should be fair about this. So if the attendant is Mary, then who's the retainer? Jesus. Right. Jesus. Yes, you're right. Jesus is the retainer. Jesus is the one retained or what? Reserved. It's the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's your biology that's reserved. So you've got the feto maternal. The feto is the retainer, and, mm-hmm. and the maternal is the attendant. Attendant, yeah. yeah. So now you have the uterine wall attendant, Mary, and you have the fetal, the fetal biology, the Jesus, and now you have the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. And that's the knowledge. When you, when you understand all of this and you realize that had they delivered you whole, none of this nonsense would even be possible. It wouldn't even be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to retainer real quick because who, who's typically reta- retained? Uh, when, you, when you have a retainer, who are you typically retaining? Usually an attorney. An attorney. Mm-hmm. So look what it says here. A retainer at Webster says a person attached or owing service to a household, especially a servant. Um, an employee is a, retain, is a retainer. Well, that sounds like 
I don't have any employees. I don't have any employees. When I do anything and I put my energy into something, I'm not employing myself. That's stupid sounding. I'm not self-employed. Nobody's self-employed. You can't employ yourself. Either you're doing something or you're not. If, if I employ somebody, it's not me because that employee sounds like there's an employee and an employer. That's two different positions. I can't be in two places at once. Um, one that retains. It sounds like reserve, to reserve something like a federal reserve, federal, small f, man's covenant with God. So is something of God on, re- on reserve? You like it. Yes, it's your, it's your, it's your own biology that's on reserve. Mm-hmm. Yep. It says a, a device or structure that holds something in place. Uh, look, at this is weird because this is a part of a dental replacement, such as a bridge. <laughs> a bridge. Like a bridge between the cut, over the interstate space that's created because of the cut. So from, from my belly button to the part that it used to be attached to, there's a space now because of the cut. And somebody, somebody has to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, a retainer noun says that the act of a client by which the services of a lawyer, counselor, or advisor are engaged. And then the retainer also says a fee paid, a fee paid to a lawyer or professional advisor for advice or services or for a claim on services when needed. And I'm going to leave, I'll, I'll finish up with Isaiah 9-6 real quick. Um, Isaiah 9-6, King James Version. Um, this is the this is the retainer, by the way. This is what's being retained. It says, "For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace." That's the government, and that government is what's on deposit when they clamp and cut the cord, and they take your ability to self-govern with the cut because you believe you have revenued your own ability to govern it went along with the cut it didn't go with you the baby it went with the cut because by claiming a birthday you're putting your mind into the birth certificated character you're not keeping your ability to self-govern isaiah 9 6 is the child that was cut off of you it's the jesus fish That's, yep. the that's, that's the du- duplicity of the cut, the duplicitous nature of the cut, duplicity. It's a, it's a duplicitous system where you can't self-govern when you claim a piece that has been cut off as your own name. Remember that that name has a part of mom in it. Mm-hmm. Retainer. So you got retainers and attendants. The retainers is the attorney or the power of attorney. And that's the counselor. That's Isaiah 9 6. But it comes with Mary, mm-hmm. which is what? Excessive. Mm-hmm. And, it be, and that's the undue influence of Mary or of mother. And you can't get out of it because the fetal maternal organ has both. It has yep. the retainer and the attendant. Yep. It has Jesus and Mary, if you believe that. All right, I'm going to get out of this crap. Keep moving. Um, 
I was at Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I don't have to go anymore in Wikipedia. Let me see what else I have here. Okay, the last thing I have is from the American Bar Association. You have that mm-hmm. link, right? Yep, defining undue influence. Defining, yeah, this is from February 1st, 2014, but it's, it, it, it's out there. But this is called Defining Un, Undue Influence. It actually came out of a, um, a, a periodical, I think. It's called Bifocal. If you go to the, you can see it up here. It says the PDF for the issue in which this article appears is available for download at Bifocal. You see that? Just a second. Um, Are you at the Boston. article? Yes, I am. I'm just fighting with cookies right now. Okay, what what was I'm going to look at? No, you're you're at the article, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, right down below that it says note the PDF for the issue in which this article appears. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. It says it appears uh, is available for download at Bi- Bifocal Volume Thirty Five, Issue Three. It's funny that it's called Bifocal. This is an, <laughs> this is a, a bar association. And it's called Bifocal. What does that mean? Yeah, that's it. What is, yeah. I mean, think about that. You put on a pair of glasses that are considered bifocals. Through one lens, everything appears this way. You can see far. Mm-hmm. Through the other lens, you can see close. Bifocal. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're splitting something. Yeah. The focal point. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you view it macro, it looks like this. If you view it micro, it looks like this. When in reality, from fertilization to last breath, there is no splitting. There is no two views. There's only one, and it's mine. Yep. I'm the author. I'm the author from the beginning. The only one, the only terms, the only context that has to be heard is my own. Because what you're talking about, when you're talking about me, you don't have a right to talk about me. No. That's my business. Hey, as long as I don't trespass or harm anybody, you have no right to speak about me or for me at all ever mm-hmm. yep. or for me to be clear anyway so this goes on to say a growing problem a growing problem without a consistent definition they're talking about undue influence wow. so even a bar association they they know that they're they're doing things wrong they know they are but they're pretending that it's just a problem we just don't know how to deal with these people that are claiming these, these ridiculous, absurd birthdays. How do we deal with this? We've got a nation of insane people that don't even know their own godly origin. What are we going to do with them? Well, let's just keep them under regency. Let's just keep them under our guardianship. Let's just keep doing what? Acting as fiduciaries over all of their private property because they don't have the capacity to manage their own affairs. Yep. Thank God for us. Anyway, I'm going to read a little bit of this. But I, I hope whoever listens to this understands undue influence by the time you're done. Because to me, that's what everybody should be screaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, when somebody demands you, you, you claim a birthday or somebody is forcing you to claim a birthday, say, ah, birthday's un- undue influence. Birthdays are for infants only. For mm-hmm. me to even... To be forced to accept that would be undue influence. 
Mm-hmm. Anything associated with that infancy is undue influence over me, having full capacity from fertilization of last breath. Anyway, it says, understanding undue influence, dissecting it, defining it, and understanding the term has proven elusive in social service and legal settings. Some people have said, I know it when I see it, making the term a matter of personal interpretation. Some state probate laws reference the term, and few states have definitions that can, sum- can be summarized as undue influence occurs when a fiduciary or confidential relationship exists in which one person substitutes his own will for that of the influenced person's will. Wow, there it is right there. Right there. The will of the mother, the will of Mary, is now being substituted for the will of the, the, the biological owner. They're able, Mary, the Church of Rome or whoever, whatever you want to call it, is now forcing its decisions upon the infant biology, which is you, by your own mm-hmm. admission or claim. Yep. You're being influenced by the Roman Catholic Church without, without even knowing it, just mm-hmm. by claiming a birthday. Yep. It's the will of the Catholic Church through the accretion the handmaiden, Mm -hmm. which is forcing you to bend a knee to the Roman Catholic Church. And the government shall be upon your head. (laughs) Well, it could be um, Mm -hmm. if you you were whole. It says other states have definitions in criminal or other codes. Of course, judicial decisions on individual cases exist, but they are usually known only in legal circles. Most undue influence cases are seen in probate courts with petitions for guardianships, conservatorships, and with disputed wills and trusts. Look, that's everything. Mm-hmm. Undue influence situations are also seen in contract law with documents such as deeds, power of attorney, and contracts. What's the one word? If, if undue influence is in play, what's the one thing? What's the one word I added to the letter today? Or the words I added to the letter? Um, influencing. Oh, void. Void in the first place. Right. Yes. Void in the mm-hmm. first place. First. Mm-hmm. First in time. First. First. By me yep. being first, by me knowing or having knowledge of my godly origin being fertilization, then everything subsequent to that is not first. Mm-hmm is not first. I don't care what it is. First, second, third, uh, third, uh, second, third, fourth, fifth. It doesn't even matter what place it comes in. It's not first. I'm first. Yep. Mm-hmm. My biology is first. My godly estate is first. My godly kingdom is first. My biological kingdom is first. It's first, 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 first. And, it, and it's what funny because it says void. Well, you say it in the first sentence. The moment of fertilization. Yeah. I am first in yeah. time. For all intents and purposes, first in time. Yeah, there, and there it is. Having such species-specific knowledge, preserving one's authentic full measure of self-government is an equitable fair warning to all from the start. You get down here and really it, everything, look what it says here. At any point whatsoever between fertilization and last breath, if, if any of this other crap happens, then it's void in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just void. I mean, so now uh, the idea 
of unjust um, or undue influence. It's not a possibility if you know the truth of the matter. It's not even possible. Mm-hmm. But they're going to keep trying to force it on you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Think about it. I mean, undue influence is, is, is you. They're saying that it could be it, it's you making a claim or it, they're not really doing anything. You're doing it to yourself. But it's the fact that the excessive, the excessive nature, the, the surplus of the maternal part of the placenta, that is what's not due you. It's not due mm-hmm. you. And so by claiming the birth certificated fetal maternal placental character, you're getting something that's not due you. It's undue. So now you're being influenced unduly by the maternal part of the placenta because the Roman Catholic Church is laying claim to that. And now you're subjecting yourself to the claim from Rome, the civil, the civil law of Rome, which is why it's a civil rights character. Gregorian calendar civil rights character that's why um, and, and by you putting void in the first place it says once your contract is deemed void it can never it, it it's like it never existed as a matter of law and that's Seneca Viac 1666 now the fact that you've proven life from the beginning which is fertilization everything they've ever taken from you as fiduciaries holding on to your property until you, you regained your senses, regained your mind, regained your ability to self-govern by giving up the infancy, the incapacity of inc- infancy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, I think that this is such a simple idea. Undue, undue influence is such a simple idea when you mm-hmm. understand first in time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everything... I mean, that maternal part of the placenta is excessive. It exceeds what was due you, which means it was undue. And, that, and the fact that it's part of the placenta and that it was never due you by you claiming the, the fetal maternal birth certificated character, then, then whatever influence comes with the maternal part of that, that accretion, that's being forced upon you by your own admission. Mm-hmm. This is some really deep shit. It's simple, yeah. but it's real. The nuance of undue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because it's not yours to begin with. It's undue. It's not do you. Mm-hmm. It's part of mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you have a right of way over it through the laws of nature, but but it's not yours to claim. You can't cling to mom. You can't stay connected to the matrix you can't record yourself to mom every time something goes wrong hey mom billy down the street did this oh come over here mama's boy mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way one last thing about this if you are claiming if you're a man claiming the birth certificated character that always remains an infant then you lost, you lose the capacity as a man. Mm-hmm. So everywhere in the world where birth certificates are in play, unduly influencing the men, forcing them to become boys, there are no men left in the world. Mm-hmm. The toughest guys I know, I mean the toughest guys in the world, claiming birthdays 
are not men on paper. They're not men mm-hmm. in the legal realm. They're boys mm-hmm. lacking capacity. They're infants mm-hmm. lacking capacity. That should, make, that should really make men mad. That's why mm-hmm. they can come and take your children out of your house because there are no men. That's right. That's right. That's why the welfare state exists because it's just women and children. The state's taking care of women and children. Yep. It's pretty easy when you go all the way, all the way back to the truth of the matter. Well, see, this, this, this conversation made the letter that much better. Mm-hmm. So again, I will finish with undue, um, I'm going to go to undue influence at Webster's Look what it says. Improper influence that deprives a person of freedom of choice or substitutes another's choice or desire for the person's own. Whose desire is that? It's, it's mom's. It's the mother's. Mm-hmm. And who's the mother? Mary. And who is the one that's claiming the authority of Mary? The Roman Catholic Church. And how do they do that? Through the civil rights character, the birth certificated Gregorian calendar character. Mm-hmm. That's Rome. Right and that's Rome influencing you through civil rights, forcing you to, to use that person of color designed to influence your actions legally. Yep. Pretty incredible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So oh, are you going to go God. to black? Undo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got to finish with blacks. I've lost it. <laughs> this is the, this is, after all that, this, this, this definition now is going to, this is where it makes sense. This is where it gets powerful. Um, hang on a second. Let me do this. Let me just go upstairs so I can at least read this in the light of day. I love, this definition is so powerful. It's the best thing to end with because when you understand uh, from their position what undue influence is, out of Black's Law. Again, this is Black's Law, 5th edition, 1979. I don't use anything beyond 79 because there's no point in it. I started years ago with the 6th edition, but when I realized the 5th edition was all I needed, 1979 was when the HEW, Health, Education, Welfare, became HHS, Health and Human Services. And, of course, 1979, prior to that, they'd already written everything they needed. They didn't write it that year. They wrote it all the years prior. So by 1979, with the fifth edition, they already had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. So here it goes. Page 1370. Yeah, page 1370. Okay. Any improper or wrongful constraint, machination, or urgency of persuasion whereby the will of a person is overpowered and he is induced to do or forbear an act which he would not do or would do if left to act freely. Influence which deprives person, influenced of free agency or destroys freedom of his will and renders it more the will of another than his own. Misuse of position of confidence or taking advantage of a person's weakness, infirmity, or distress 
to change improperly that person's actions or decisions. Term refers to conduct by which a person, through his power over mind of testator, makes the latter's desires conform to his own, thereby overmastering the violation of the testator. No, volition. Volition. Sorry. I need glasses. Thereby overmastering the volition of the testator. For the purpose of executing instruments, such exists when there was such dominion and control exercised over mind of person executing such instruments under facts and circumstances then existing as to overcome his free agency and free will and to substitute will of another so as to cause him to do what he would not otherwise have done but for such dominion and control. Undue influence consists in the use by one in whom a confidence is reposed by another or who holds a real or apparent authority over him of such confidence or authority for the purpose of obtaining an unfair advantage over him in taking an unfair advantage of another's weaknesses of mind or in taking a grossly oppressive and unfair advantage of another's necessities or distress. There it is. You can't work without the birth certificated um, fetal maternal character. You can't do anything without the mark of that beast. Mm-hmm. And it's all due. It's all due to that, the horse you rode in on. Literally, mm-hmm. the horse you rode in on, which is the maternal accretion. That's your saddle. Yeah. You've been saddled with, with this nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah. Moon, wow. lunar horse. So fuck you and the horse you rode in on. What does fuck mean? To implant, to implant or occupy. What's that? They occupy the uterine wall. So there it is. You're occupying the uterine wall. You're seated on the horse that brought you here. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Now, because of that, you're fucked. But what does fucked mean? It means you're going to be subject to undue Influence. That's being fucked. That's the fetal, maternal, placental, birth certificated, placental character. That's you fucked. Which is subject to undue influence. That's all it is. Unbelievable. This, I mean, that first paragraph. But it's, it's, it is what it is. From now on, if anybody asks me, what, what, uh, about a birthday or what's my birthday or birth date, hey, man, birth, A, birthdays are, are not birthdays for infants, and B, wouldn't, wouldn't making such a claim subject me to undue influence of another? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I, uh, okay, thanks, have a good day. <laughs> undue influence. Wow. Anyway, that was amazing. Yeah. So, so I kept. What, so what did I say? I kept, what, what did I say? 
What? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no go. go ahead. What did you? No, you go. No, mine's, no, I, a, I, mine's an aside, so go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Well, I keep I kept getting stuck on it. Denture. Why do they keep referring to dentures in this? I mean, there's indenture, but so I looked up teeth denture, which led me to teeth, and it says in teeth noun influence to laws contracts etc power of enforcement this is interesting teeth using well yeah it doesn't teeth. have any teeth your claim your cause doesn't have any teeth right. or to be armed to the teeth yeah but it just kept coming yeah, there's, up there's so many there's, there's so many. i i i i did i thought of that i thought of teeth i thought of dentures and i thought where is this going to take me and i was afraid to go there <laughs> yeah. i was really afraid uh, well i did another one i did was because of doc doctor let me go back to it yeah. here so doc but it sounds like d-o-c-k right Right, which, as we know, is a birth ship's birth, um, low ground, um, but then tor is the definition for tor is a rock or a heap or a pile in Welsh. So the rock is docked by the doctor, the doc. Where where do you see the word heap? Where do you remember the use of the word heap? Oh, I can't remember. Heap, heap, heap. Uh, I can't remember. Go ahead, say it. 1871. Oh, Haslam versus Lockwood. Haslam versus Lockwood. When a horse poops, the waste material falls to the ground, and, and one of the guys, one of the people making a claim upon the waste material, heaps the horse poop or the waste material into piles. They heap it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the doctor heaping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny because in the, in, the, mm-hmm. in the Beverly Hillbillies, in the song, it says, have a heaping helping of the hospitality. <laughs> oh, wow. Have a heaping health helping of the hospitality. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, what was and, I going to say? And who, I, and who, and who, usually, who, who usually gives you hospitality is the servant. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or the place you reside. Right. Or, or the yeah. hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, they were called Knights Hospitalers. But I'm trying to think of the last, what was that thing I was going to say? Something about the due, Mary is the due process. Un, uh-huh. Undue influence. Un, 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 undue, um, yeah, Mary is actually the, un, is the one that is undue, unduly influencing you. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of a way. I'm, I'm trying to think of a title for the call. Uh, mm-hmm. The undue, pro, the undue influence of Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. The undue influence mm-hmm. of of Mary. Um, 
it's funny because even the Beatles wrote, let it be, um, whispered words of wisdom, let it be. Um, yeah, Mother Mary, mm-hmm. which is the Roman Catholic Mary. Church. Let, let it mm-hmm. be. Just leave it there. Let sleeping dogs lie. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the point is, is if you claim the birth certificate, if you claim the birthday, you keep recording yourself to his story, history. And you've evolved beyond it. So you've you got to recognize that fact. Once, If you keep claiming an infancy through birth certificate, you keep recording yourself to the undue influence of the birth certificated infant. And, and it's impossible to do that because by your knowledge, you've, voided, you've shown a void contract and it never existed. Even in law, it never existed. It never existed because of the due process of natural law. Exactly. Natural law. So there's nothing left to be delivered. Nothing mm-hmm. left to be delivered. I'm still using what I originally was intended to have, which is my 46 chromosome godly estate. I'm still using it. And if I'm still using it, I'm not waiting on anything to be delivered. So there is nothing due. Mm-hmm. And if nothing is due... I can't be influenced by anything undue. It's, it's, You've got you to gotta get your, wrap your mind around this. Yeah. Undue yeah. influence is something that is not expected. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting any more fetal biology or a connection to mother. Mm-hmm. So if there is a connection or if there is some fetal biology or, or fetal connection to mother, I, I, I'm not expecting that. It's undue. I'm, four, I'm 64 years beyond it. Mm-hmm. So it's undue influence. And, and that's, yeah. again, we, we, we could talk about it all day, but the reality is it, it is what it is. The birthday evidence is undue influence forever until you get your head out of your, your, your ass. Which may be the horse you rode in on. I don't know. All right, lady. Um, I'm going to go enjoy the, what little bit of sun we have here. Yeah, I think the <laughs> fog has finally lifted here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because of the call. Anyway. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. Love you. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to post you. this at uh, regu- regular. Uh, Bud Sprout, because it's, yep. it's, I think it's so, so stinking important. All right. Talk to you. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. I got this.